on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Going on, sis. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise Him. We're doing well. Um, we're hanging in. Uh, life is life in. Welcome yes. back to Getting Grown, where we are talking about the worst hood we've ever endeavored to live in. The worst uh, adulthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ghettos of adulting. Uh, the test of trials. The t- the twist of turns. The temptations and the taxes, which are now due on uh, July fifteenth. July fifteenth. Let me get to work. So. Get your things in line if you have not. Uh, but yeah, praise the Lord, niggas. We're back uh, like uh, cook crack. And uh, what? Well, how are you doing? You know, I'm this? here. I am working. I'm cracking up at you in this fan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's the change of life, but I am just warm. But I don't think it's the change of life. It's probably this hot tea that I'm insisting upon drinking. Here well, I was going to say, I think I'm, I'm going through the early change. So I'm right there with you. I don't think I'm going through the change. I think this is the tea. And sometimes... What to, to kind of get me through the end of my work day, I may or may not add a couple of capfuls of the bourbon. To yes, you deserve. Is there bourbon in that one? Mm-hmm, Ooh, what kind? Mm-hmm, what kind? Mm-hmm. Bullet, bullet, Ooh, bullet. yes, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love to see it. No, I'm good. I'm uh, I am zoom zoom. You'd think it, I'd be slowing down right now in this in this pandemic, but I am not. No, no, no. Full throttle. Full throttle. I mean, nigga, fast we're and all furious enjoying, 13. We're enjoying the cocktails. We're, we're enjoying the content so that my sister's putting forth. I have that bullet, 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 because I had made my, uh, my, uh, uh, what was it? The cocktail with the, what did I do? you know. Which one the, did I do with the? You did the one with the. With the with blueberry? The, it was no, like, no, no. With the yes. ginger? No, the tea. It was like we made like a, it was like, a, it had like lemon and you know, I don't I don't either. It's terrible. I should. But, um, <laughs> well, you made one I and I'm grateful. I made it. Yes, I did. And I'm not really good, but I'm trying to get better so that hopefully one day when I'm entertaining. Well, how did you enjoy it? Make the people a beverage. I mean, you know, I love the bullet. That's one of my faves. Mm. Um, and I felt like I could do that one. It was, it, I had everything that I needed uh, in the recipe, which is why I tried it. 
tried, tried it, it tried it but yes. uh, but yeah i'm enjoying it i'm the videos are really great they're they're shot beautifully Thank you. you're you're um you know really engaging and fun to watch and easy to follow along with the instructions so i'm enjoying and you know team typing fast is starting to having our happy hour wind downs on friday so i'm thinking that i might encourage the girls to make themselves a beverage you let um, me know when you're so ready that, yeah so that we could so that we could all you know unwind and unpack the week together i am down and shout out to all of you all for supporting and and making videos and making the cocktails and posting and tagging and all of those things i really really and here my sis was over here making the cocktail. I just really appreciate the support. Of course, of course, you know what I'm saying? We out here working the Patreon. We got the first food video up. Came out this Monday, um, which was either yesterday or two days ago. I'm not sure. But <laughs> it came out this Monday. And it's on the Patreon. We got the preview on Instagram. So you guys, you know, if you're ready to if you're ready to cook with me, I got food content up as well. We working over here. And when Team Typing oh, yes. Fast Happy Hour start up, we're going to be working over there too true that how are you i mean you know working 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 Mm -hmm. um trying to keep keep everything moving and grooving and going uh i don't have any complaints i'm I'm, i am doing just that's all we that look good i love to hear it i see you're not sleeping i hear no you know i just think that that's one of the things it's one of the, the 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 prices I have had to pay in terms of being able to be in my in my home and enjoy my home for these weeks. Like, like my body clock is just broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes. it seems like, and I think it's oh, hard Lord. because you know I live in a studio apartment, which I love. It's been my space for a very long yes, time, and I've come to really love it. Um, and it's it's just enough. It's what I need. I don't have any complaints about it. But it has been hard, kind of um, having boundaries um, in my in my space, right? So it's hard to know when I'm working, when I'm sleeping, mm-hmm. because the things just kind of all meld together. Mm. Um, and my body clock is just, you know, and then just processing and dealing with all the things that come with um, really being confined to one space. Literally, I'm literally in this 650 square feet for the last eight weeks, just about. Ooh. And um, it is, it is just, it is just not easy. So that being said, like, you know, sometimes I get up and I and I'm out of bed and I'll sit in my laptop and the work just doesn't flow. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I get distracted or there's something that I have to do in the middle of the day that'll set me back. Um, and some uh, and sometimes you know the spirit will hit me and I'll just be up and writing and it's like midnight and the next thing you know it's like three four in the morning and I'm still working and writing and I've hit a groove and it and it comes and that's what's mm-hmm. up because you know I've been waiting for the productivity to return but it's just coming when it wants to come <laughs> so um that's a, that's a i found that my my uh my peak optimal work time here lately has literally between between been between the hours of like midnight and like 6 a.m oh, so you didn't slid back into your dissertation days then i have <laughs> and it's happened so quickly right so like what happens is like i'll work i'll work through sunrise and then i might lay down for a couple of hours and then get up and start answering emails what have you but i've literally um the late night uh or grind is like where i'm at right now and i'm just trying not to fight it you know what i'm saying trying not to resist it this is just what it feels like in my body right now and then hopefully when it's time for me to transition um into a different kind of schedule then i can 
figure out how to do that then. But for right now, I'm just letting the work come when it want to come. Are you getting you know the rest? Are you letting the rest come? I'm really trying. Okay. I'm really trying. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm being intentional, uh, and I'm being much more intentional about my weekend time. Mm-hmm. Like this Saturday and Sunday, I I did very little Good. outside of my bed. Good. Like <laughs> I was just in the bed, just in just laying there, and I I was talking to Fury about it because I was like, you know. I'm trying to find the space where I don't feel like a total waste and beat myself up. Um, not if you're working from midnight to, to six in the morning, you are not a total I waste. Just, no, but I feel like I'm a total waste. Because when I tell you I did like like nothing you, on Saturday. You didn't need to. And I just was like, man. I mean, I literally got up and was like, wow, uh, I haven't even like, like I need like you didn't brush your and teeth, then it was just like <laughs> I was like, I brushed my teeth, I took a shower, and then it was like, well, I just might as well get back in the bed. Is that really? Ain't nothing wrong with at that. that point, it was at that point, it was nighttime. <laughs> um, so it was like, you know, I'm gonna watch Erica and Jill and just go on the bed, like. But oh, we will definitely be talking about that. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, that's just what that's just when it's come, like you know, I'm just letting my body do what it what it's going to do. Um, navigate this time as I have to and navigate it really trying to just take full advantage of of rest when I can get it. So that's that's what it is. I been. think that's everybody right now. I think everybody's sleep schedule is off. No one went to bed last night at two. Shut up whoever has anything to say about oh, it. Oh, because you know they going you know they coming. Okay, well can't wait for you all to come over here and put her to bed <laughs> and do, you know, do the routine and and do all the things that I need to do before I need to get her into bed. So uh but yeah, she went to bed at 2 last night, which is not the usual but she is going to bed much later i think everybody's clocks are just broken we just broke just just broken right now what is clocks what is time but we have so many graduation announcements to get into my lord you guys i'm really proud of all of you we are are, this is our favorite time of year this is our favorite month of getting grown and so let's slide into this quick trash so we can get right on into those beautiful graduation announcements Before I actually begin trash, I meant to start out the episode with this happy belated Mother's Day to of course, all the and I'm just I'm raggedy because I didn't even say it to so, you, but you know we, I said it to you yesterday. You did, and it's in we're a pandemic. There is no rules. <laughs> it's no rules, and there's yes, happy Mother's Day, ha- all of the mothers, mommies to be, aunties, god mommies, nanas, just anyone. Yes, all of all of all of you. Uh, you know, who are standing in the gap for a person yes, um, in any way, shape, form or fashion. We want to acknowledge you and celebrate you for your service yes. um, and all that you're doing to just kind of, you know, pour into somebody, somebody else, else, whether in your family or outside. That's it. It's really because important. Those in the in the matronly spirit, um, those who have lost children, lost mothers, have complicated mm-hmm. relationships with their mothers, those who want yes, children, indeed. those who don't want children. Shout out to all of you, but we wanted to do a happy belated Mother's Day, of course, to For everybody. Sure. Um, so the trash starts off pretty, pretty uh, sad this week, and we have had a weekend. <sighs> okay. And for and it's 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 ironic that our trash segment starts off with our Queen Betty Wright, uh, and she passed. The cleanup, the cleanup woman, woman, no pain, no gain, has gone on to be with the lord so um betty wright has passed away we are very very sad mm-hmm. to hear that I, I i believe her niece confirmed it via twitter yes that she passed sometime sunday morning 
Um, we're also mourning the loss of Andre Harrell, yes. who passed, a very untimely passing. And then little Richard Penniman passed oh. as well. Oh. And y'all know that I love little Richard Penniman. I posted, I put it on my oh. stories when he passed, but it's one of my, It's I posted it a couple years ago, I think. It's one of my favorite my interviews. interviews. Yes. On YouTube. Like, oh, when he had, I put that on my page. Oh, yes. he's, I used to go all the way up. <laughs> he said, no, but also when he, when he was talking about, uh, you know, someone asked him if he ever felt shy or like he should uh, uh, stifle himself or shrink his personality, you know, because he is a lot. This white man asked him that. And he was like, oh, no, God. <laughs> <laughs> No God, I let it all hang and out. We know Hold it back at the end. Like I just like anybody. You know, I love anybody that will make up a word <laughs> in a tongue. I mean, <laughs> hold it back at the end. <laughs> oh no, God, I let it all hang out. <laughs> I said, "Go ahead, Richard." <laughs> he said, "My so he, when he said his music was, uh, he was like, I, my music is sacred. I like to think my music is sacred and make your big toe jump up in your boot." <laughs> Go ahead, little Richard. Oh, who knew? I love little Richard. Tootie, fruity, good booty. Yes, and he he uh, he compared when he was compared to Chuck Berry in that very same interview, Mm. and he said, he said, I call Chuck Berry Blackberry, and his Black Mary Berry will be mashed. (laughs) (laughs) I am gonna fix you, Chuck Berry. Your Blackberry will be mashed. (laughs) I put it on my Instagram because we can just oh we owe so much to to little Richard. I don't think y'all understand. Y'all don't. Y'all don't. That was that was our that was our king oh, of rock and roll. Okay. So good. He was. I am the architect <laughs> of rock and roll. Like I mean, I actually stand. I, like we for real. Whew, like I mean, before standing was a thing, we stand. For little Richard, and so many different, he just gave us so many gems. Did so many. He's like, of course I wear makeup. It's just like that's why you put a little sugar in your coffee. Yeah. <laughs> if you all, can, if you, it. if you haven't seen that interview, you know what? We're gonna post the link in the description box. Oh, it's so because good. it is one worth watching. Like if you all, look- I put it on my uh, on my Instagram page. But yes, we will absolutely link the inst- uh, the video and go look at Kia's because- Instagram page because she got a jewel and a gem on oh, there. Macadam. Um, um, Andre Harrell gave us the gift that is Mary J. Blige. I mean, he just, and I mean, we owe him a great puffy, deal. But, um, oh, you know, he's given so much to the music industry as well. I just wasn't ready. Like, we, nobody, none of us saw that coming no. in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So we are. With all three of them. Really. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I understand what's the, uh, what's the name from Seinfeld passed today? Yes. Jerry Stiller passed away. Mm-hmm. I saw that briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, Seinfeld is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> of all time, he is. He plays George Costanza's father. He is the mm-hmm. bet between George Costanza's parents alone. Two of the greatest characters on TV: black or white, green, brown, yellow, or striped. <laughs> they are a hoot and a holler. If you have not gotten Ooh, into it, time. get into it in this quarantine. Um, although some of you are no longer quarantined, I'm so sorry to hear it. Um, but yes, I, Jerry Stiller passed away as well. So we've just had, we've just had a number of untimely deaths in, and we want to send prayers and love to all of the families who are coping with the loss of those and all of the loved ones and everybody who was affected and touched by these individuals. 
um, and just give them their give them their due. But Betty Wright, okay. she's not leaving as the cleanup woman. She's staying. No, she's staying. Absolutely. So without question, just in case you all know, did you watch the um, Real Housewives of Atlanta digital? I sure did. So tell me I about it because Zoom I'm just reunion. I'm I I've only known about it from people's conversation, and I'm just fascinated to know what happened. So I think that, you know, it was really good in the way of reunions and how they have been going here lately. I would argue that it was one of the best mm. uh, that they've had, even given the circumstances of it having to be digital. Um, Interesting. You know, I did see Candy's uh, clip a couple days ago where she, what was she talking about? She was going off about somebody. She was talking about, uh, 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 well, I don't think we, well, we didn't get that far yet. So, um, so Candy does have a moment with Nene. And we didn't get to that particular part yet. Okay. Um, oh yeah. I don't think. I think that parts. I think there's more to it. Yeah. I think. But what? What? If I'm not mistaken, because you know I did watch a lot of TV yesterday. It's all kind of. <laughs> so um, we started off. You know. You know. I think there was a lot. A lot given to Nene and the different relationships that she's had to navigate this season. Her various reconciliations. Candy called it the apology tour. Oh yes. <laughs> Portia. Portia being the last stop on the apology tour mm. um, and people just kind of reacting. There was some speculation as to whether or not her apologies were sincere. Mm. Um, and, you know, then Eva and Portia had their exchange oh. uh, where they where they kind of, you know, oh, were able to yeah. get to the bottom of the, the, the contention that exists between them around comments that Eva has made about Portia's child looking like Dennis with a bow. But I mean, here's my um, here's my yeah, question. Yeah, here's my question. If a child looks like the daddy with a bow, how is that shade? Is, unless was, you feel was, ways about how your child looks, which was Eva's, which was which was Eva's point. Mm. Her uh, and she was like, "I never talk bad about your child." Portia, you know, went on and on and on about like you know the spirit that you gave it, and you know, uh, Bravo exposed her in that lie to where she was telling where she what. what her and Candy had that conversation and mm -hmm. Eva was saying Portia need to mind her business and I'm going to send her to the blogs. And then oh. when, um, you know, Portia, you know, uh, brought it up at the, you know, when all of them were together, Eva denied it. And then Bravo just kind of furnished the receipts that confirmed that Eva did actually say it. So, you know, they just kind of went back and forth. There was some beef there around um, that. And, you know, Portia was just like, I'll never forgive you. Mm. We just, you know, all that other stuff, all that stuff, you know, called her a bottom bitch. Oh, this wow. Foolishness. I mean, I mean, there was some low blows. Okay? All because she and, said um, your child looks like the father? I think there's more to it. <laughs> but I do feel like the premise behind it is like, you know, you had my child's name in your mouth and you should not have. I... And I, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, as much as I will say that I think Portia was like, as Jesse Wu said, Portia was in charge of the girls last night. Like mm. she, she kind of held court okay. and, and owned the reunion in ways that Nene has in prior years. I really feel like Portia did not come to play. Mm. Um, and, and at part one of this reunion, I feel like Portia ruled the day. She had a lot to say. She she looked amazing. Her reads were on point. They were okay. they were uh, they were flawlessly executed, and uh, she had receipts to substantiate her claims. Okay. So um, I mean, I don't think that anyone else was able to really kind of serve it up the way that Portia was Portia did last night. So I'm anxious to see how the reunion continues to play out. So I think that this big kind of moment um, between Nene and Candy is what's coming next. But you know. 
Kenya and Nini going back and forth about the same old thing. They just keep talking about the same old Why can't y'all have to say you don't like each other and keep it moving? Like, I mean, I don't know. But Kenya is just like. Kenya is insufferable. Wicked. So exactly. So there's just a level of wickedness there. Um, But she did confirm that she and Mark were in counseling and i'm just like only celebrating that because i feel like we all should find a way to celebrate kenya in anybody's kind of counseling. Wait, they're in counseling like for marriage like to keep it together i guess so child after I the way guess. that man's yes. word on like in front Why? of like so many people because <laughs> trauma wow because trauma and you know what i'm saying like trauma is attracted to trauma and when tra- when trauma is is all you know it tends to be all you want I do not. You know what? I'm just gonna shut the fuck up and eat my rice. So yes, the the, the housewives reunion got. I'm gonna get off into to it. A very, it was a very, it was it was a very entertaining start, mm. and we'll I think we'll be interested to see how things continue to play out. I believe, like most reunions have been in the last couple of seasons, it will be three parts. Okay. So, um, I'm pretty sure that you know as the weeks continue we'll be able to get to the bottom of some things. Like, I think Kenya and Marlo are going to have their moment. Marlo uh, still don't have a peach. Marlo is not going to get a peach, no, but she will not. be there. Um, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, Portia had one of my favorite reads. One of my favorite reads of the night was when Portia told Eva that her breast was social distancing. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. Because there, Why are you she did she had like a deep kind of a deep kind of V kind of situation in the cleavage, but the breasts were facing different directions. Well, Eva's so, never been a big chested girl. I know, but I don't think it was about size as much as it was about sex. Mm. So, oh. so I mean, and I mean to be fair, she just had a baby. But either way, the timing of the read and the camera work that followed it really just set it up in a way that you could not not laugh i mean you have to laugh at like hilarious jokes even if they're off <laughs> i mean and kenya i mean uh kenya portia really came to party like she she I'll came to, to party and she was ready i've been up there watching I, I, she was in charge of the girls and i enjoyed her i'm i'm, I'm going to watch this immediately like i'm gonna watch this yes, as indeed. soon as we're done with this while i eat my i fall. think that you should now I'm going to ask you if you've watched Insecure. You know I did. And I understand that our sisters do a recap, which you all should listen to every week following Insecure. It comes because on immediately. Because we do. Insecure And I, we don't even have to get into the depth Oh, no, but we all. can talk but about I it. But I will say mm. that I was ready to physically assault someone. Molly? Absolutely. But I just felt like I was triggered by that entire scene. And I wished that for a moment I could be Issa's fist. (laughs) Because if given the opportunity to be Issa's fist, things would have gone much oh baby it would have been Ackwrights. it would have been Ackwrights. i would have been fuck this block party my but you're not gonna get up in my face like that throwing your hands in my personal space we just not doing it was way too much talking toya said that she was like it was just too much talking because after a certain point it's like what we gonna do right where's the action bta like like, (laughs) let's get bta on what's this about because my thing is you don't if you like 
friends don't jump into each other's faces not like that like that nah. and i just don't think that there's going to be any sort of like i don't know if there's any things will never be the same between molly and Issa. not when you're about to go again. to fisticuffs because and and Molly Molly was the one who brought the smoke. She did, and I, and I don't know if she was ready. Well, I mean, I don't know if Issa was ready, um, but I was. I I, I was I <laughs> wanted to throw I was hands. Prepared. Like I was ready to Pre-pared. throw hands. And the thing is, here's here's my here's my my take on it. I'm like, okay, so maybe Issa has asked for a few favors in the past. You know, it's evident that she's had some trouble getting her life together. We've all either had that friend or been that friend. It happens. Life happens. And that's where friendship comes into play. And straight up and down humanity to understand, like, you know what? My friend hasn't had the best set of circumstances. We ain't never seen Issa out here completely shiftless, though. So then furthermore, you have your friend who's throwing a very large event. You really think if Kia came to me and she was like, hey... My caterer dropped out at the last minute. Like, I don't know what to do. Can you help me out? You think I'm about to be like, well, you know. I need boundaries. I have boundaries surrounding, you know, what I do. And I'm not going to be able to do that. Like, what the hell was, A, that was a problem. And then B, you're going to approach me at my event? Not even approach. Molly walked up with the intentions of checking Easy. Issa. It was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to check you about something because I think you out of pocket. And that right there is like, nah. Yeah. Nah, you don't get to check me. Yeah. The problem, like, you know, in all of your judgments and the way that you see me and the way that you view yourself in our relationship, all of that fell out, sis. Yeah. Like, I, I now, it's been exposed for what it really is. You don't respect mm-hmm. me. You never have. Mm-hmm. The fact that I was able to do this without disturbing you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because you flexed like the power that you had in this situation me asking you to do something you putting up a boundary like you shut that door you, you thought that i was going to have to retreat with my t- with my tail between my legs when wrong. actually i was able to move around you and that's what made you angry um and you know but that's between you and god you know what i'm right. saying because let's let's not uh Let's not get away from the facts here because the fact of the matter is Nathan and Andrew were friends on it. first. Mm-hmm. And you and met Andrew because Issa was ex- doing whatever exactly. with Nathan. Exactly. And Nathan offered to help you. Like Nathan offered to help Issa. It wasn't like she went to him and was like X, Y, Z. That when they called, told on the phone, he was like, is there anything that I can do? Right. And she's like, well, um, actually, and yes. she was like, well, actually, you can. <laughs> uh, so, and and that and that was that. So, like, it was it was like I I really I I was okay with. I would I'm not okay with, if Molly had a problem, that's something, and she wanted to talk about it, we could talk about it. But don't run up on me like you, my mom, nah. and you finna get me together. Nah. not out here in front of all of these people and not to the extent where you feel like you could put your fingers in my face right i I just didn't respect that at all and i molly has been a bitch for a while and she's she's just nasty she has this you didn't want to she didn't want to go she did she didn't want to participate she was doing all this stuff out of obligation i'm like keep it don't you know what i'm saying like keep that don't do that you know what i'm saying you didn't want to be there you don't want to help me 
That's why I'm not fucking with you. And I don't even like the fact that Andrew had to put it in her face where he's like, yo, do you see all of this? Like, it's clear why she's been so busy. It should have been clear before this. She's throwing a block party, like a huge block party. She's clearly talking to you about vendors and this and that. So you see all of this and you've had your own head up your ass enough where you're getting in your feelings because somebody missed out on a couple self-care Sundays. Get over yourself. Um, I mean, it's just like, and it, it and, and it shows what her priority absolutely. is. So like, no, you say you ain't want, you was focusing on your relationship, girl, focus. Focus on it. Focus and get out of my face. Not, you need <laughs> like, to be happy that your friend was able to pull off a successful event and you didn't have to get involved in any way, shape, form, exactly. or fashion. If that was your priority. But it's not. Your priority and you was actually to try gave to a damn about her, me. And that's where right. you got it fucked up. Right. And, and your priority was about me and my event and you wanted me to do well then that would be one thing. But your priority was to make me realize that I need you. Right. And that's not, that's not friendship. And, and my last no. issue with the, with the, with the uh, episode was, and I'm sure we'll probably end up getting into it sometime later, but Issa's non-confrontational type of personality sometimes works my nerves in the sense I've where. I've been there and I know what that's like. But I'm like, you're you not going to ask saying? this nigga like, so you just hitting me up like your phone works all of a sudden it wasn't working for this period like what's i mean there's lots of times that Issa could have said something and she and didn't and that's what bothered me because i honestly would have had a lot more to say to condoleezza rice when uh, she showed that up too. to the function i forgot about th- that as well i said oh so you back right and she oh and well, me said, and lawrence broke up what does that have to do with our professional relationship exactly and i said and i said y'all was the one who thought that i wasn't gonna be able to handle the fact that you was dating my ex right but here we are it seems like you couldn't handle it because as soon as things went left you ain't even communicate with me you just ghosted me like what is that i just i i have a problem with a number of characters on this show maybe that's the intention I have Tiff. Well, I do appreciate as much as she's as irritating as she is. I do appreciate them uh, highlighting her struggles. It's clear that she's dealing with um, some sort of depression or postpartum. postpartum. Um, and so I appreciate. I think that's real, yeah. and I and I value that. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Um, and I want, and I like that. I really also appreciated that. Issa's brother was there yes. um, and was also there to let Molly know that he wasn't here for her anymore mm. in his own, in his own way. Now I live. will say he is the shadiest and I also live. I will say though, that when things went awry, it was, I would have, ex- I, I thought that uh, I was waiting for him to kind of get in it. <laughs> or like, I was waiting on somebody. I was waiting on somebody. I, mean, to have I was waiting back. on somebody to be like, wait a minute, like, what? Well, what are we doing? And I understand, even in friend groups and things, when you have beefs or things that are happening, struggles, you know, it's you don't want to pick sides, and you're trying to find the most diplomatic way to handle things. So I can't fault Kelly and Tiffany for not really jumping into the mix. They both seemed like they were just trying to make peace. In that moment, they're like, let's just get you all away from each other and we can deal with this later. So I understand that. I don't know how well it's set with me, but I understand it. <laughs> um, it's just a number of issues. Yeah, Condoleezza Rice, like, you're not going to... You really just not... Like, it is not my problem that you and Lawrence broke up. I didn't even <laughs> know you all were dating when we became friends. And furthermore, I'm of the belief that 
the dissolution of their relationship or whatever it was mm-hmm. was the reason why the first headliner pulled out. Oh, still. Absolutely. And I believe that that's what Lawrence was going to tell her in the backyard at Tiffany's mm-hmm. house. Um, but when he realized that, you know, you know, when she got the call that the headliner was no longer a thing standing right in front of him, he chickened out and didn't, Absolutely. you know, say and that. And two of the t- same type. Yes. And that's why. And that's also why it was not lost on me that he was missing yesterday. Oh, I didn't even I was. It was so much going on that I didn't even notice. But you're right. He was missing. He was not at all. You no, know it wasn't missing. Kelly's British accent. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she come She's through? Like, I'm from Poppycock. <laughs> oh like, my god! <sighs> With but a yes, very handsome insecure. young man at her side. But yeah, that was insecure. And then lastly, the Erica Badu and Jilly from Philly uh, vibe session because we are not going to call I that mean, a battle. First of all, I will call it a three day revival because it was <laughs> so long. And that's not a complaint, no, not but I all. think what's what's interesting is that other versus battles, you know, there was a time limit on the on the amount of song that was able to be played. But Erica and Jill both played full selection, and they, they also were like, we're don't give play. a fuck about rules, especially Erica. They were not bothered. I mean, we're on the Insta- Instagram for three. African American hours. I died when somebody was in the con and noticed that nobody was getting ready to try them. Instagram didn't try to cut them off. Like I mean, nobody was bothered. Nobody. I mean, like yikes. But somebody in the yikes. comment section was like, "Damn, Bruce Lee back there still fighting." <laughs> I mean, the kung fu of it all. I mean, was back there just moving and grooving. But it was. I mean, it was a time. It was an experience. I think this might be. I feel like they beat. Uh, Babyface and Teddy Riley because Absolutely. you know the numbers were, the the numbers were like upwards of seven hundred and fifty thousand people. Was and so, I lived for it. They're all the hurt techness and I. Just, I mean, it was it was it was a thing. You know what I'm saying? They played all of the music yes. and it was it was time for us to be together in community and share. Um, during the quarantine, so we can't we can't knock. That. No, not at all. So we love we I I personally came. For Erica, I do, you know, I, I love some parts of Jill, but there are some parts of Jill that I, no, there's some parts of Erica that I know are very questionable. I was about to say, no, well, I love I, Erica's music. If we're calling things, no, no, things no, no. Now. If we're gonna get into that, then yes, but I'm strictly talking about the musical catalogs. That's fair. so because totally I'm not fair. getting into that conversation right now, but. Uh-huh. Uh, we do know that our aunties have said some very problematic things, but I did come from for the Erica catalog and I was not disappointed and then stuck around for the after party on her uh, Badu World Market site, which was also a very good time. And she is a she's a very good time and a very interesting time. So I got my life, Always had all the Palo Santo, the all the incense, and we were all there in community and it was great um, and long. And with that being said, speaking along, we got some graduation announcements to get to. So let's get to them. Oh, yes, children. Buckle up. You have enough to think about right now. Don't add your sexual and reproductive health care to the list. Planned Parenthood is here for you to ease your mind and give you the care you need with Planned Parenthood telehealth services. Planned Parenthood is here for you wherever you are because they know that your care can't wait. Not now, not ever. Say it again. Their telehealth services provide birth control information and care, STI testing and treatment, emergency contraception, and more. Get care, ease your mind, and save a trip. 
Planned Parenthood telehealth services make it easy to reach an expert in your area by phone or video. Set up a telehealth appointment with a Planned Parenthood medical professional by phone or video today. Go to PlannedParenthood.org slash telehealth. Once again, that's PlannedParenthood.org slash telehealth. Ben and Jerry's three new non-dairy frozen desserts are a new twist on vegan euphoria. So many non-dairy flavors, so little time. Ben and Jerry's has three new non-dairy frozen desserts, and they're all made with sunflower butter. The Ben and Jerry's flavor gurus have taken a big leap this time. Their new non-dairy flavors are the perfect sweet treats for vegans, vegetarians, and everyone in between, which would be me. But um, I'm not uh, I'm not quite, you know, sold on uh, vegan or vegetarian life just yet. But I recognize that there are some health benefits to, um, you know, omitting dairy. Um, and as such, I was excited to try the Ben & Jerry's uh, non-dairy desserts. Uh, the flavors that I had were really delicious. I really enjoyed them. Um, I uh, love that it tasted like ice cream and it didn't have that funny aftertaste that happens yep. when you have, you know, non- non-dairy kind of dessert products. Um, you can tell they use real sugar and it was really smooth. It had like ice cream like texture. And I'm a Ben and Jerry's fan. Like I like their regular regular vanilla. I like their cookies and cream and I love Sherry's Garcia. So I was I, I would love if they would, you know, vegan that one so we can give that one a whirl. Um, but the but the flavor that I did have was actually was really enjoyable and I would recommend it. I'm going to try the mint chocolate chip, even though I worry about that, you know, because just I'm not I've never had that flavor. And I feel like it might taste like Vic vapor rub in my mouth <laughs> but i'm excited about trying the ben and jerry's one because you know if it's good then i'm gonna eat it all the way up okay or whatever um so be be sure to check out the ben and jerry's sunflower butter lineup and the whole non-dairy family at ben ben jerry.com that's b-e-n-j-e-r-r-y.com com 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 All right, all right, all right. It is the the most wonderful time of the year. We are starting the second week of our graduation announcement season. We're going to jump right in because we got a long way to go in a short short time to get there. But we're excited. We're going to read each and every one just like we do every week. So... Y'all stay tuned to the timestamps. If y'all don't want to, if y'all don't want to stay for our party, it's fine. It's okay. Just make sure you go onto the kitchen table because we got another amazing special guest. You don't want to miss it. Moving right along. Uh, The first announcement reads, praise the Lord, niggas. First, I want to thank you both for this awesome podcast. It gives me, uh, it makes my day every time I listen, especially with the Rona doing its thing. I've been waiting to submit this announcement since I've started listening to the podcast in 2018. Drum roll, please. My name is Morgan Harris, and I'm graduating from the illustrious North North Carolina Agriculture and Technical State University with a degree in mechanical engineering. After four years of various leadership positions, traveling around the world, staying up late to finish projects and study, I'm proud to say that I'll be walking across my living room floor with my cap and gown. And yes, it will be pressed, of course. No wrinkled regalia out here. I plan to attend Georgia Tech, awesome, in the fall to start my PhD in mechanical engineering with a focus on biomechanics. I hope to use my passion of helping people live their best lives to create lower limb prosthetics that are electronically controlled by the brain and eventually start a business. I want to thank my parents for guiding me, my friends for encouraging me, and God for getting me through. Because if it had not been for the Lord, come on. Mm. I also want to shout out my amazing boyfriend, Terrence, 
who is a first-generation college student on both sides of his family. He earned his degree in computer engineering and will be starting his full-time job at Citrix in the fall. I'm so incredibly proud of all that he's accomplished. Thank you so much for continuing to do these announcements, especially with the Rona on the loose. Continue to moisturize and wash your hands, sister, uh, signed Morgan and alumna. And Morgan also sent some adorable pictures of her and Terrence. Did. Uh, we're, we're super proud of the both of you guys. You both look amazing. I'm so excited to hear that you'll be headed to Georgia Tech. Please keep in touch with Teens Hopping Fast. We want to stay in touch with you. Uh, we're hoping to continue doing programming and stuff, especially out there in Atlanta. So, yes, uh, congratulations to you and congratulations to Terrence. Um, congratulations to all the graduates uh, at North Carolina A&T and all the HBCUs around the world. Around the world. Okay, let's move on to our next one. North Carolina A&T, that's where a drum, drum line was, right? I think okay. so. Um, <laughs> all right, our next one says, good day, Jade and Dr. Kia. I would like to good congratulate, day. congratulate if I could talk, the newly minted Dr. David F. Hibbler Jr. on the successful defense of his dissertation. Managing okay. at the intersection the negotiations of racialized role strain of black mid-level student affairs administrators at predominantly white institutions. Bang! Go off! Okay? Dr. Hibbler, or Hibdoc, as we will call, be calling him, successfully defended on February 27th, pre-Rona, but commencement ceremonies have been canceled at the University of South Florida for the spring. Dr. Hibbler will be receiving his degree from the College of Education for the PhD in Curriculum and Instruction with an emphasis in Higher Education Administration. Dr. Hibbler has been a mentor as I work on my own degree, and I thank him for being a model for Black student affair professionals at our institution. Love you both, and thank you for keeping our motivations during this time. And that's from Winsome Nisbet. All of I these, all of these distinguished ass names. Very, congratulations, very nice. Dr. Hibbler. So <laughs> <laughs> like Kelly. <laughs> Awesome. Congratulations and welcome to the club, Dr. Hill. Y'all are definitely going to meet. Um, I see it. He, higher education, all that. Look at that. Uh -huh. Y'all are going to align. It's happening. It's going to happen. Uh, the next announcement re reads, Hey, Cousins Kia and Jade. I've been rocking with y'all since the beginning, three years hey. ago, and I'm so glad I get to finally send in a graduation announcement, although I contemplated not sending it. Girl, don't, don't make don't me do shake that. you. She said, I'll explain. I have finished my second, yes, second master's degree. Look at your neighbor and say, Father, we need student debt relief. <laughs> <laughs> Her degree is in sociology at Texas Southern in Houston, Texas. I second guess sending this because I am shuffling my feet right, right on down the street to begin a PhD in sociology program at Texas A&M. Yes. So I'm not finished with school yet, but in this pandemic, I'm taking all the wins and moments to celebrate I can in effort to maintain gratefulness throughout all the despair. I am also abundantly grateful for full funding, come on, and for being awarded the university-wide faculty-nominated diversity fellowship at Texas A&M. Tell him thank you. God is great because I'm not sure I would be able to get a PhD without some significant financial help. He exceedingly and abundantly came through. As Kia always says, God is not going to play me. I'm grateful for you, ladies. You have no idea how much you've helped me grow into being grown. Thank you for being dedicated to this work. Y'all are needed. When outside opens back up and y'all can tour again, I pray you'll come to Texas and I can see you. Love much. And that comes from Vanessa Verner. Congratulations, Thanks, Vanessa. Vanessa. Congratulations to you. We're so excited that you are not only finishing this degree, but continuing on because we definitely need, uh, you know, women of color um, 
you know, in the faculty and working in academic spaces as PhDs. So continue your awesome work and keep us posted. Yes, please. And don't think twice about sending them graduation announcements, just to FYI. Ever. All right. We got our next one that says, hey, Jade and Dr. Kia, praise the Lord, all ye niggas. All ye. <laughs> I pray that you all are to keep some part of your sanity in the midst of this corona apocalypse. As I told you all at the Dallas show, I'm here to shout out my sis who was absolutely popping. I want to send the biggest congrats. You did it to my sis, Miss Shannon J. Norford, who should be crossing the stage as I write this email today. Uh, to you, but the damn Rona had other plans. Shannon's graduating from Wayland Baptist University with her bachelor's in human services. She will continue her team type and fast membership as she pursues her master's degree and counseling license. To say I am peacock proud and hyena happy, you <laughs> are a bubbly piece of work. <laughs> I mean, For my sis is the biggest understatement of the millennium. Sis has officially done the damn thing all while raising three kids, holding down a wow. full-time job, serving the Lord, and being my bestie in the midst of life, life in the hell out of both of us. Not even the coronavirus will stop the party mm. as soon as all this social distancing is over. I will be throwing confetti and tooting air horns in the city of Wichita Falls for Sis because she deserves all the nice things. We love you both, Rashonda. And she included awesome. some pictures of her sis, Shannon, Janice Norford. So, All right. yes, I love that. Come on. I love this. So good. Congratulations, sis. Absolutely. The next one says, good, good, morning, good morning, Dr. Kia and Chef Jade. I'm excited and honored to shout out my daughter, Jazara Johnson, yes. on her astounding completion of the fifth grade this year. She has continued to maintain straight A's throughout her elementary school trek, along with becoming a budding chef. Yes. While she attends classes at a chef's academy, uh, uh, shout out to while she attends classes at Chef's Academy. Shout out to Master Chef. Oh, no master, but thank you. She also <laughs> she, <laughs> dancing beautifully for our Lord with her dance ministry at our church weekly. Um, I couldn't be more proud of this beautiful, brilliant, kind, and hilarious mocha queen she is becoming. And she is ready to tackle middle school next year, onwards and upwards. Thank you for your ministry, ladies. And I truly enjoy listening to your podcast weekly. You are awesome. Love you both. Proud Mama Kelly. Oh, Kelly. Shout out to Kelly and shout out to Jazara. We're proud of you. Let middle school have it, sis. Oh, sis, because it's the ghetto. And the I see you out here in your chef coat doing your thing in the kitchen. Oh, I'm so proud. I almost cried. <laughs> I almost cried. Congratulations, Jazara daughter. Uh -huh. Hi, Jade and Kia. First off, let me start by saying that I absolutely love you guys. Y'all are the big sisters I wish I had. I stumbled across your podcast about a year ago, and I must say that this podcast has gotten me through some tough days at work. Hashtag Karen's going Karen. Now mm -hmm. to the always. Now to the reason for this email. I would like to give a huge shout out to my sis, Rakaya, who just graduated from New Jersey Institute of Technology with a Bachelor's of Science in Industrial Engineering back in December. She was supposed to walk in a few weeks, but we all know how Rona showed her face. She's truly an amazing person, and her spirit is one that cannot be dimmed. Rakaya just finished her term as the National Vice Chairperson for the National Society of Black Engineers. Hey! My sis also just started a job at Facebook as a site logistics analyst in Georgia, and I could not be prouder of her. Thanks again for reading this email, and to Rakaya again, congrats, girl. And that's from Shannon. Congratulations, Rakaya. We love, Rakaya. To, we see love to see it. Facebook, go ahead. Um, the next email comes from Brianna McGee. Um, Bri uh, writes, 
Without further ado, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Brianna McGee. I am the Director of Medical Cannabis Sales at Trinity Compassionate Care, a medical (laughs) cannabis dispensary in Central Illinois. I will officially receive my Bachelor's in Liberal Arts this July and will be recognized in a video ceremony that will take place on May the 9th. Uh, Before I started this program, my mother passed away in 2017, leaving me to survive on my own. I lost my purpose after she died. I was her main caregiver, and all I wanted to do was make her proud. Life has not been easy on my own, but because of Trinity, I have been able to complete my schooling. They have been my main supporters, and I truly consider them family. I will continue to further my career in medical cannabis and give back to the community that made me. Um... Jade and Kia, thank you for all you do for our community and love and the love and laughter you share with us each week. I started listening to you both after my mother passed. Playing your podcast every week makes me feel less alone in this world, especially now. I'm returning back to work after social distancing for a month and a half. I know this is a risky situation due to my lupus, but I know I have done everything I can to ensure my safety. I'm ready to spread love, joy and happiness in the world and Bree also sent us a picture Bree, we're super proud of we you are. for for um persisting despite your grief yes. and i want you to know that your mother is proud of absolutely. you absolutely it's not a was it's not a if it is an absolute she so is. don't forget that we she's proud of you we're proud so of you proud. you have done an awesome amazing job and we know that that's only the beginning you're going to continue to do great things so keep in touch with Please. us let us know what you're doing and um and we're excited Illinois, bring me some weed <laughs> okay <laughs> and and we're excited to hear what will uh you know all the things that will continue to happen for you all the amazing things that will continue to happen. keep us posted stay in touch cousin we love you sis absolutely um praise the lord oh, niggas God. greetings dr j uh, dr kia chef j dr j <laughs> this will be yes. a, this will be a two-person shout out First, I want to shout out my beautiful niece, Amber Michelle Jones. Yes, named after yours truly. In May 2019, she graduated from Bloomfield College in New Jersey with her Bachelor of Science in Psychology. She's my niece and she's more like my child. I practically raised her with my brother and I'm so proud of her. Secondly, I want to shout out myself, Michelle C. Baker, for completing my master's program. My degree was conferred in August 2019, and I received my Master of Science in Administration of Justice and Homeland Security from Wilmington University. I worked full-time and attended grad school full-time. Not only did I finish a semester early, but I maintained a 4.0 GPA, which my school didn't even care about. I'm low-key salty about it because I worked my ass off. Well, sis, we care about it. My commencement was held in January 2020, and I'm so happy I attended and got the opportunity to walk across that stage. My dad passed in November 2017, and I started my program in January 2018. It was so tough. Both my niece and I were doing the best we could with grieving away from family and attending school. I'm so proud of us. We deserve our things. Thank you so much for doing these shout outs every year. They truly warm my heart. The love and light to you both, Michelle. Congratulations, Michelle. Congratulations, Amber, Michelle. And um, Key and I send love to you. Your father also also is proud of you. So we want to make sure that we we send that over. But congratulations, sis and little sis. Yes, indeed. Um, and I skipped one, sis, because the next one wasn't quite a graduation announcement. It was just oh, someone got you. thanking yes. us for doing the graduation <laughs> announcements. And you are welcome. <laughs> um, but 
this email, this uh, announcement reads, Hey, Jade and Kia, thank you both for being my big sisses over these past two years, getting me together and encouraging me through the new this new adulthood that I'm getting into. I'm graduating from American University with a bachelor's in business administration and a specialization in international entrepreneurship. My first semester in college, I was at the White House when Trump got elected, and I should have known from then the class of 2020 never stood a chance at the nor- at a normal undergraduate experience. I was extremely disappointed when my May graduation was moved to an online platform and was devastated when my school announced that they would not be saying individual graduate names. But I'm enrolled in Harvard's free online classes now, so I'm about to be a Harvard grad too. I know that's right. If you would please shout out my full government name, Cameron Sierra Norwood Pearson. As a graduate from the class of 2020, uh, I would be very appreciative. Absolutely. So love to you both. Uh, so, um, and thanks for being the light in the struggle. Keep shining. Your little sis, Cam. Cameron, we are very proud of we you. Sure and I understand that you have, you like many other uh, graduating seniors, are disappointed by the way that things have worked yeah. out this year. But don't let that take away from the fact that you have, in fact, finished your degree program. And regardless of who doesn't call your name, know that, know that uh, your credentials are not something that are in question. No, ma'am. Um, we're proud of you, proud of all the work that you've done here in D.C. Um, and we're looking forward to hearing, uh, continuing to hear all the great things that you will do in the future. Keep us posted. Please. Congratulations, sis. Our next one says, hi, Kia and Jade. I just discovered your podcast at the beginning of Quarantisha. And it has made working from home enjoyable. Thank you for always speaking truth and giving laughs simultaneously. I want to shout out my best friend in the world for seven years, Kimmy Yaboa from Cincinnati, Ohio. Kimmy is a May 2020 graduate with her Bachelor's of Science in Nursing from the University of Cincinnati. She has accepted an RN position at one of the top pediatric hospitals in the country. She is the first generation student from Ghana. So this degree is an extra big deal. And I wanted to publicly celebrate her. She has taught me so much about selflessness and confidence. Makes me laugh so hard until our tummies hurt. And is always a phone call away whenever I'm feeling down or unmotivated. She also exemplifies minding the business that pays you. In addition to being a great nurse, Kimmy can also sing like an angel and is an active member of her church and leading her church's youth band, even through the Roni. She worked part-time and full-time throughout college as a server patient care assistant while also spearheading events for a nonprofit organization called Rise. Um, She continues to say she's seen her overcome many obstacles and she's been able to get her undergrad despite those obstacles all with a smile on her face. She's expressed all the frustrations of being one of the few black people in her college of nursing, but I know she will go on to create inclusive and thriving spaces for black women in healthcare and change the world. Also, she asked that friends and family don't address her as Kimmy anymore, but rather Kimmy Yaboa BSNRN. In any and all conversations, sis, own your titles. Lord knows she's earned it. Love you, best friend. That's my best friend. Please be well inside and out, everybody. And that is from Sana in Cincinnati. Awesome. We love to see it. We do. Congratulations, Um, sis. The next email reads, the Lord has done it again. Praise the Lord, niggas. Hello, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia. I love the podcast so much. And listening to you ladies feels like talking to my big sisters. Mm -hmm. I would like to shout out myself. Victory. Yes. Victory Abunolua. Ogunbanwo. Yes. Ogunbanwo. I'm so sorry that that took us so long, but I wanted to get it right. Uh, Yes. Victory uh, for turning 21 and graduating magna cum laude. 
this May with two degrees in accounting and forensic science with a focus on digital forensics. Despite the Rona, I am so proud of my accomplishments and will be walking across the stage in December. I intend to celebrate with Jade and La Casa recipes from now until then. Yes. I have also landed a full-time job with a top accounting firm in the country, and I will be using your advice to take up space as I go into the, into corporate America. Thank you, ladies. Team typing fast. Thank you, Victory. Yes. We're proud of you and so proud of all that you've accomplished, and we know that you're going to take this next phase of your life by storm. Absolutely. Congratulations. Our next one says, hey, family, it's Sophia. Hey, Sophia, boo. <laughs> oh, hi, Sophia. And I want to give two graduation shout outs. The first is to my dear friend, Karan Hankins, Karan, who was graduating with her master's in education from the Georgia Mason University. My sis All has right. worked extremely hard. She attended classes throughout her entire pregnancy and while on quarantine with her newborn baby, Nova. Aww. I know there were times she wanted to give up, but she pushed through and has made her entire family and all her friends so proud of her. The second is a shout out to all of my students, the kindergartners at Savoy Elementary in Washington, D.C. My kindergartners are absolutely amazing. They make me so proud and honored to be their teacher. Their parents have kept them focused and working all throughout the pandemic, and I cannot thank them enough. I can't wait to celebrate with them during our virtual kindergarten graduation ceremony at the end of May. Love you <laughs> so both. Funny. And that's from our boo, Sophia O'Connor, who is one of the most amazing kindergarten teachers I have ever known in my life. In all the earth. Truly. Uh, shout out to Sophia. Shout out, shout out to her students and shout out to her friends. Absolutely. Um, for completing her degree. So we just love you. Yes. Love you, Sophia. Love you, sis. Um, the next email says, hi, Jade and Kia. My name is Kari, oh, Kyrie Malik, and I'm writing to shout out myself. In December of 2019, on the university's dime, because we don't pay for master's degrees, that's right, I graduated with a Master of Science and Project Management from the illustrious Morgan State University located in Baltimore, Maryland. And that's that on that. I appreciate the shout out. Keep doing what you're doing, ladies. Kyrie. Shout out to you, Kyrie. Yeah, shout out to you. Congratulations. For sure. Good day, Dr. Kia and Chef Extraordinaire Jade. Oh, all right. Dramatics. First, I just want to say I love you both. You've made me cackle and cry, and I'm so thankful for this space you have created. Thank you. And we're grateful for you all. Now I've oh been waiting God. for this since I started listening two years ago, and it is finally my turn. My name is Good Bria. Time, I'm from New York, Westchester County. Stand up. Ow, okay. Ow. And on May 5th, I graduated from Loyola University, Chicago, with my Master's of Education in Community Counseling. I'm officially a therapist, y'all. I dealt with so much BS being the only black person in my cohort. It was so ghetto. But by the grace of God, I made it through. I'm also so grateful for the black and brown women I've met these last two years that have made me feel seen and reminded me that what I'm doing is important. We truly retain each other. Next step, finding a job and getting this LPC license. Love you both. Thank you for reading this. And congratulations to all the other graduates. And that's from Bria. Congratulations, sis. D uh, therapist, doctor. I don't know what you call them. But <laughs> Bria, therapist Bria, you are actually doing the work that we need, especially in this day and age. Absolutely. Um, we love to see it, sis. Yes, we do. Congratulations to you. Uh, the next one reads, good afternoon, Jaden Kia. I would like to shout out my cousin, Anthea Johnson, who on yesterday successfully defended her doctoral research in behavioral health 
at Arizona State University. She has been enrolled in the program since 2013, and when I say that she did not let anything get in the way of her goals, I mean it. In the past seven years, she has gotten married and had a beautiful daughter as well. She and her husband have relocated three times to three different states over the years because of work and last year decided to make Atlanta their forever home when they purchased their very first home. Even though all of these things are major blessings, the stress of it all will probably be enough for a regular woman to throw in the towel, but not my cousin. She kept pushing and never lost sight of her goal. That in itself takes determination, yes. and I am so proud of her. She is the example, and she is such a positive role model to so many young black women and young black girls. With that being said, congratulations to Dr. Anthea Johnson, Ph.D. Thank you so much for showing us exactly what Black Girl Magic is all about. Absolutely. Thanks, Jaden Kia. Take care. Signed, Tanya. Yes, Tanya. So, Anthea Johnson, Ph.D., we want to thank you for all of the hard work that you've done. We want to congratulate you yes. for seeing this particular part of the journey through to the end. We are proud of you. And thank you, Cousin Tanya, for uh, writing in and sending in the shout out. And welcome to the Ph.D. family. We are so happy to have you. Yes, we are. <laughs> Hi, ladies. I'm Nia, and I'd like to shout myself out. I graduated in December with a Bachelor's of Science majoring in Agriculture, Business, and Management with a minor in Animal science. Girl, I'm going to come All talk right. to you when I open my farm. Throughout my time in school, I completed three internships at three different Fortune 500 companies and excelled at all three. I started graduate school in January, pursuing a master's of science with integrated agricultural sciences with a concentration in agriculture economics and researching food waste. Thank you, ladies, for helping me get through it. And this is from Nia. It's from Nia. Congratulations, <laughs> Nia. <laughs> I'm a Nia, Ooh, but Nia. She said she refers to herself as Nia. Congratulations, sis. Dear Jaden, and Dr. Kia, hi, y'all. I'm so happy to congratulate my little sister, Ameris, on graduating high school this year, class of 2020. It's been an amazing experience to watch her grow up and take on this world. We all hope the best for her and are proud of her. My family will be traveling to Atlanta to visit me this June to celebrate Ameris and her 18th birthday. Yes. Thank you both so much for doing this. Signed, Avery. Thank you, Avery. And shout out to you and Maris. High school is a big deal. And yes. you made it through despite the Rona. Mm -hmm. So just go on into the rest of your life knowing that you can do anything. Sis. Absolutely. Hey, my big cousins in my head. I wanted to shout out myself, Deanna, and my husband, too. After helping my husband, Dr. Torin Gatson, earn his Ph.D. in public history in 2018, making him the first African-American wow. male to do so from Middle Tennessee State University. Yes. I started. Well, amazing. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> I started my journey towards my master's degree. I worked full time. We made a major move to a new city and I started a new career all while in school. It was hard, but I can proudly say I earned my master's degree in human resource development from Villanova University this year. I also earned my Society for Human Resource Management professional certification. I passed the test on the first try, having little HR experience where most seasoned professions take the test at least twice. I know it's long, but I'm just so proud of myself and my husband for our accomplishments. And that is from Deanna Gatson, M-S-H-R-D-S-H-R-M-C-P. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um... Deanna and husband, okay, Dr. Dr. Torin Gatson. I had to look for it. 
Congratulations, guys. Uh, Jasmine writes, I freaking love you guys. You have kept me uplifted throughout this quarantine. Thank you. I would like to shout out my baby girl, Naomi Green. She is graduating from kindergarten. <laughs> I am so proud of her. Even with this quarantine, she has still been so dedicated to learning, and I just want this to be special for her. Go, baby. This is the only this is only the first step to the rest of your life. And I can't wait to see how far you soar. Future member of Team Typing Fast. <laughs> Congratulations to all the graduates. And thank you so much, Jaden Kia. Be safe out there in these crusty, dusty streets. Mm. Love, Jasmine. Thank you, Jasmine, thank for you. sending in this announcement and letting us love on your precious baby with you. We are so proud of you, Naomi. Yes, oh look at God. her and all her unicorn rainbow greatness. So precious and you are so brilliant yes. and you are just going to do so many awesome, wonderful, amazing things in the world. Just don't stop learning. No. There's so much out here to know. Just know as much as you How can. I'm she? proud of you. Oh, my God. I won't take her home. So good. Kind of. <laughs> Hi, Chef Jada, Dr. Kia. First off, thanks for continuing this tradition of graduation announcements. I have listened every year waiting for my name to be in that number. Come on, somebody. I started grad school in the winter of 2017. The only black person in my cohort. I'm, I'm seeing a theme this week. A few weeks after my mom was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, this was a huge shock to our entire family as my mother was a very healthy, fit individual who did not smoke, drink, or eat much meat. Like this lady would exercise four times a day on vacation. I was working in Cleveland, Ohio, taking classes in person twice a week in Dearborn, Michigan, and coming to check on my mother during my first semester uh, on the I-80 Turnpike six times a week. My God, that's actually how I found your podcast all these hours on the road. Sadly, my mother passed away the week of my first semester ended. I'm so sorry. At the time, I wanted to take a pause from life. However, since this was a company-sponsored program, I had no choice but to keep grinding. I decided to put my grief on hold until I completed my program. For three long years, I was team typing fast, writing papers and meetings, taking 20-minute naps in my car before class, and knowing all the to-go restaurants from class to my house. From losing my mom, launching two vehicles in two different cities, uh, working 60 plus hours with a host of other responsibilities. I graduated with my master's of science in engineering management in December of 2019 with an A average in all my classes. I would just like to thank God and my mom's spirit for helping me get hashtag black and hooded. Although COVID sucks, I've been taking this time to properly grieve her loss and celebrate my accomplishments. Thanks for the shout. And that's from Lorray. I hope. I'm oh, Lorray. <sighs> You know Lorraine? Girl. Oh, no. No, I don't know Lorraine. I'm saying that I'm proud of her, though. We are. I was listening to her uh, her email and just really thinking, like, one of the things I've been wanting to say, um, you know, to graduates, I just haven't really thought about the platform with, in which to say it. Mm -hmm. But um, I know what it's like to be working so hard on something and to have life punch you in you the fast. mouth. Yeah. Um, and I know what it's like to be navigating um, just, you know, the the, the it's just a, the duality of feeling uh, extreme gratitude and pride and relief because you're you're almost finished with something or finished something. And but still feeling like a hole in your heart because you're also grieving someone you've lost someone who is close to you. Yeah. I mean, that's major. So I want to just encourage you and implore you to 
you know, let yourself feel whatever you have to feel right now. And whatever this season was designed to teach you will become apparent and you will learn it and it will be useful to you for the rest of your life. So I'm, uh, this, this proves that you can do anything and, and you can do anything hurting, which means like only think about what that means for what you can do whole and heal and well. So I just want to encourage you and, you know, say that we're all super proud of you. We're, we're all in this club, right. Yep. You know, uh, you know, and we, and you know, I'm just super proud of what you've been able to accomplish. Um, so shout out to you. Absolutely. Sending our love For to you. sis. Sure. Greetings, honorary Dr. Jaded, Dr. Kia. God Good. bless y'all for continu- continuing to hold space for our beloved community during these quarantine times. And of course, under lighter circumstances as well. Y'all are amazing. Thank you. I'd like to shout out my sister scholar friend, Dr. Shirella Cupid, who earned her PhD in language, literacy, and culture from the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. In April, Shirella defended her dissertation of the community building practices and mentoring experiences of black doctoral and faculty women at PWIs. She made them pages clap and has walked the walk as she is known for her fiercely generous peer mentorship, especially to black women who join our department. I couldn't be more proud of her or more grateful for her mentorship, friendship, and scholarship. All the love, Sierra. We love it. We love to see it, Dr. Shirella. Dr. Shirella, we're proud of you. Do it. And you're really out here doing work in more ways than one. We love it. I mean, and listen as you climb, which is what it's all about. Uh, praise the Lord, Jade and Kia. I hope you both are staying safe and sane during the coronavirus mess. Okay. Mm. I wrote last year with my late graduation announcement after graduating from Ohio State with my dual master's. And I promised to write back this year when my baby brother graduated. I'm going to do my best to keep it short, but I have him and a few more people I'd like to shout out. First, my brother Tyler, who would have celebrated his graduation from Bethel University in South Bend, Indiana, on May the 2nd with a Bachelor of Arts in History Mm -hmm. and Applied Politics. Tyler wrapped up our mistakenly created tradition of attending Bethel as the fifth sibling our middle brother and two cousins are included in that to graduate from Bethel. He is headed to Ohio State's Moritz College of Law after being accepted to all six of the law schools he applied to with some level of funding from each school. Go ahead, Tyler. Yes. Second, Tyler's girlfriend, Mariah, also graduated from Bethel University with her Bachelor of Science in Nursing and will begin her nursing career soon. And all of the mess, I am super grateful for her. Next, my good friend Laura, who defended her dissertation a few weeks ago and graduated from Ohio State. She is off to a tenure-track assistant professor position in Toronto. Finally, my mentor and friend Regina defended her dissertation and graduated from Azusa Pacific University. She is making moves in the higher education world and is also the founder and CEO of her own diversity and inclusion consulting Mm -hmm. agency. I am extremely happy and excited for all of them, and there is so much more I could say, but I'll stop. I could listen each week. I continue to listen each week and enjoy all of the conversations and advice you all provide. All the blessings. Kelsey Hopkins, MSW MPA. Yes. Thank you, Kelsey. Congratulations, Kelsey. And Tyler and Tyler's girlfriend and um, Tyler's good friend. And John Boy and Bobby and everybody. (laughs) Everybody's welcome. Everybody. Hey, Jade and Kia, how y'all doing? We all right. I absolutely have to celebrate my big sister, Brianna Wright, for receiving her Master of Social Work degree from the University of Maryland, Baltimore, with a 4.0 GPA. 
That's right. Go my ahead. good sis is graduating summa cum laude. Q, my sis is popping right now. Like, That's Brianna it. put in the work and did that. While attending school full time, she maintained a full job, an internship, and with somebody's whole nanny on the weekends. Mm, kids, that ain't yours. She's so smart, hardworking, and resilient. I know she's going to own this next chapter of her life and positively impact the lives of so many others. And that is from, she said, okay, Brianna Antonia Wright, mom, buddy, and I are proud of you beyond measure. I cannot wait until we're able to properly celebrate your achievement with a turned up brunch and day party. We love you and congratulations. Mm. And that's from Whitney Jolene. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. <laughs> Couldn't help Go it. Ahead. Congratulations. Uh, thank you, Whitney, for writing in. And congratulations, Brianna. We are proud of you. We're super proud of you. So stinking proud. So is your family. Um, hey, hey, Dr. Kia and Chef Jade. Happy quarantine, whatever day we are still <laughs> in the house. 2020 has been killing all of our plans, but I must celebrate my big girl, Lauren, who is graduating from elementary school. Everything has been canceled, but she is still working hard on her virtual school assignments, working with her math tutor and staying up on her dance moves with TikTok and Just Dance. She is super sad her end of elementary school festivities are canceled, but I keep telling her that won't stop our celebration. Lauren is a true creative spirit, and I can't wait to see where her talents take her. She can sing and dance, but her flair for the dramatic is undeniable on the stage. She is an innate thespian, darling, but I want her to know that we are in her corner cheering her on whatever, wherever her journey takes her. Lauren is a super smart and very kind girl. She is a wonderful big sister to Addison, who you shouted out in last year's announcements, and they both still talk about it. So it is Lauren's turn. She has been waiting, and we are so very excited to shout out our girl, Lauren Diane. Congratulations, big girl. You are smart, talented, and beautiful, and we can't see where you will go big hugs mommy and addison and she also sent um pictures of her uh of, of addison and um lauren we're so excited about all that you have accomplished this year lauren we're super proud of you yes. and don't let this whole rona no. canceling your celebration girl Not no we are all. still celebrating you this is your graduation announcement Jade and Kia are very proud of you and, sure you, and getting grown is proud of you. Um, so continue to work hard and make us proud. Yes. Congratulations, booze. Yes. First, giving honor to God. All the glory belongs to him. That's <laughs> to right. To Chef Jade and Dr. Kia, who do an awesome job <laughs> helping get folks through adulting. <laughs> Keep Thank doing you. what you're doing. Y'all are blessings to so many lives. Y'all are blessings for listening to this. <laughs> now that protocol has been established, I'd like to congratulate... <laughs> I love, I love y'all. I'd like to congratulate my beautiful wife, Dr. Jessica T. Chambliss, on receiving her PhD in health education and health promotion from the University of Alabama at Birmingham this past December. First doctor in the family, cue the Fran horns. She defended her dissertation back in September on personal environmental and behavioral factors of condom use among African-American mm -hmm. adolescent males. The Lord's word. Okay, Lord's baby. Word. Yes, do it. No dirty dicks. I'm beyond proud of her, but again, <laughs> we give God all the glory. She's all definitely it. working in her purpose at UAB and loves what she's doing, molding the young minds in public health. Love your podcast. I've been listening from the beginning. Remember Matthew 6, 33, and be blessed. Right. And that's for Reggie Chambliss. And I said dirty dicks in the middle of all of that. It's fine. Holiness. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Congratulations, Dr. Chambliss. 
Oh gosh, it's always a nigga named Reginald. It's extra <laughs> churchy. We just love to see it. Reginald. Okay. Um, the next email comes from. Oh, shout out to Dr. Chambliss. I'm proud of you, sis. Welcome to the club. Yes. Um, uh, the next email comes from RJ. My eyes itching. Just give Do me a second. Thing. Oh goodness, goodness, goodness. Uh, RJ writes, "Hi, Chef Jaden, Dr. Kia. I'm ecstatic to shout out my friends and myself. Many of my friends from high school and my college crew, Dillard University in New Orleans. Mm, all all right. right, have all graduated with our bachelor's in various subjects. On top." of graduating we're all we've already secured graduate law and medical school medical school offers some full tuition or jobs that will propel us towards careers rona took our may ceremony but we are hopeful that things will clear up for us to walk the stage in december although it didn't end how i wanted i wholeheartedly maximized my college experience i finished with awards including one of three all around best students and highest gpa and community service awards within my department I am extremely grateful for my family and those I met along the way. And no, I wouldn't be who I am today without them. I'll be starting law school next month. So soliciting prayers from all the warriors and team typing fast. Thank you so much for the weekly content. I love your conversations and friendships across the loudspeakers network. I'm constantly telling everybody that I can about this show and working to bring more voices to the kitchen table. Continue to inspire us and sending well wishes to you and your families. RJ. Thank you, RJ. Congratulations to you and good luck on law school, honey boo boo child. Yes. That is going to be hard work, but it's going to be worth it. So go ahead. And if you're doing it in New Orleans, well, you're just going to get all the delicious food all the way through it. Oh, so much. So good jealous. Food. Hey, Auntie Chef Jade and Auntie Dr. Kia. I'd like to give myself hey, a babe. shout out this graduation season. And my, might I add, this is the last announcement of the evening. Oh, glory. <laughs> my Go family ahead. and friends constantly tell me that I downplay my achievements. Discussing all I've done isn't the most comfortable. So here goes nothing. Hmm. On May 15th, 2020 at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Zoom and live stream to YouTube. I, Josiane Atossa. You can say Josie. My African name is harder for most. Well, I hope I said it right. We'll be graduating from the Georgia Washington, George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences and the George Washington University School of Public Health as a PA slash MPH. This was a rigorous three year program, which turned to four years for me because life doesn't put anything on hold for our plan. Say it again, sis. Through the deaths of close friends and family members, struggles with my own physical and mental health on top of the rigor and imposter syndrome of being only one of four black students in my program, I persevered. I came into this program having a bruised ego and feeling like I wasn't as capable as my counterparts due to the racism I experienced at a different medical institution that will not be named. Mm. Mm, Call them out. So having to take an extra year to complete the program was not as easy for me. Many times I wanted to quit. I told myself that I wasn't cut out for medicine and that I simply wasn't good enough. I hate it. Through the thoughts and prayers of family and friends, my Aries tenacity, yes, and most importantly, God's plan, I'm able to write this to you today. The cackles I had at the trash and thought-provoking convos at the kitchen table helped me as well. Since Miss Rona decided to rain on all of the class of 2020's collective parades, I would just like to leave myself and all the other grads with this. There is no testimony without a test, and we will come back from That's this it. setback better than we could have ever imagined. Say it again. 
Better. Next up for me is studying and passing my board exam. All prayers and well wishes welcome and practicing here in the DMV, specifically providing quality and culturally competent care to our underserved black and brown communities. I, all of y'all are doing the work. Thank you for all you do and for reading this email. You're both truly my aunties in my head, and I love listening to your witty banter and learning from you weekly. Sincerely, Josie. Um, oh, shit. Auntie jo, uh, she said she came to uh the dopest dinner party in dc she had the best nacho she had um she came for seconds and she said the reason oh i'm looking forward to the rescheduled comedy oh okay girl that's jade next d i'm not even gonna waste (laughs) y'all's time here with that but thank you so much josie congratulations and sis you are doing it so give yourself your due praise you deserve you deserve congratulations and congratulations to all of the graduates this week man y'all are just out here making me proud and i'm just so grateful Mm -hmm. for each of you um thank you so much for including jade and i in your celebrations of yourself um we are like i said like we just couldn't we couldn't be more proud of all the amazing work that you're doing um so listen keep doing it if you haven't had the opportunity to send in your graduation announcement you still have about two more weeks to get it done um and we want to shout you out so don't don't you know if you you know now's the opportunity help us well we're willing to call your name you know if you if your graduation and um ceremony has been postponed or canceled Mm -hmm. let jade and kia shout you out it's not much but we're happy to do it sure are um and uh yeah so keep writing in keep sending in submitting your uh, graduation announcements y'all know how to do that getting grown uh podcast at gmail.com we look forward to reading them yes awesome welcome back to the kitchen table everybody we're really 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 excited because we have a special guest joining us today to talk about something that a lot of us are experiencing and navigating through especially during what we are facing as a nation um as, as it relates to our you know, life and careers. We are very excited to welcome Lauren McGoodwin to the kitchen table. Lauren is the CEO of the Career Contessa, um, and uh, which is a website. It's a lar- it's a large career resource. It's the largest career resource that's built incisively for women. Um, and and that website is designed to help women at all professional stages to be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. So, Lauren, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm excited welcome. to be here. Yes, awesome. We're so excited to have you. We've heard awesome things. I actually learned about Lauren from my best friend, LaToya. Uh, Lauren, actually, a couple of weeks ago, was featured on the Analog Girl podcast. Um, And I listened to that episode uh, with LaToya and really just loved it and thought that all the wonderful insight that you shared with her audience, I thought that our audience would also benefit from it. So I was like, so, by the way, can I get her contact information? And and LaToya (laughs) was so gracious to share it. So, Lauren, we're, we're we're really excited to have you just really quickly introduce yourself to our audience let the people know who you are and what you do yeah so my name is Lauren McGoodwin like you said um, I'm the founder and CEO of Career Contessa um, which you already did the introduction of (laughs) we're essentially the largest online career resource for women and a lot of times people are like that's so awesome what does that mean so um, (laughs) if you go to our website you'll understand why it's hard sometimes to explain what we do because we do a lot of different stuff but basically uh, what I found was this gap in the market for people who maybe already 
had jobs, but it was like, what do you do once you're in a job? And just mm-hmm. for some background, um, mm-hmm. I graduated during a recession, 2009, uh, not a, not a great time also to be graduating, um, figured out, uh, you know, eventually how to get a job. I worked as an admin assistant for, for dental school, hated it probably not shocked to hear that. Um, and, and went through this kind of, um, crazy career transition where I eventually landed a recruiting job at Hulu. And I, I loved working in recruiting. I loved working at Hulu. Um, and what I realized is like, Whoa, there's, there's so many parts of my life that are sort of connected also to my career because once I was in a job that, um, was a really good fit for me. It it kind of really helped with a lot of other parts of my life, but you know, there's definitely this major expectation hangover that I I had had to deal Mm with. Um, and then Mm -hmm. career contestant was launched out of my master's thesis project where I was studying millennial women and career resources. So if you are a high achieving woman and you have ever wondered, like, is this just happening to me? I have Mm. enough research to prove to you. No, um, it's not. And then, um, what happened was I launched Career Contessa as my full-time career because working in recruiting is really interesting. The The companies are pouring all these resources and, and dollars into hiring new talent. But what mm-hmm. about money and resources mm-hmm. into developing talent, right? right? So right. Career Contessa, I wanted it to be a career site, not a job site. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can find jobs on Career Contessa, but what happens once you're in a role, which is, mm-hmm. I feel like the part that mm-hmm. people always want to skip over because getting a new job is really sexy and cool, but it's like, you you, you have to show up every day to work. So mm-hmm. at Career Contessa, we really mm-hmm. um, will help you through every stage of your career, job searching, career growth, money, awesome. all the things. How, um, so I know for me, one of the, the, the main, I could say, graduating from finishing my graduate degrees and starting, you know, my first job after that, I really kind of struggled in the shift from thinking to shift from thinking about my job as a job and thinking about, you know, this is thinking about it in the long term, like I'm planning out a career. So what are some of the things that, uh, you know, what advice would you give someone who is, you know, freshly, you know, transitioning from, you know, how do you transition from thinking about things in terms of job to job to job to job to job, thinking about like crafting a cohesive career, building out the, you know, the professional life that you want for yourself? Yeah. So I think it's the difference between kind of being reactive versus proactive. So, you know, my book is called Power Moves and Power Moves is my way of saying uh, the habits or moves or behaviors or actions you take in your career that are really intentional. And I think that's a big difference between being reactive and proactive. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to explain to people, there are a ton of people out there who are very successful and life just sort of happened to them. <laughs> you know, I know that sucks mm-hmm. to hear, but they exist. But most of the time, if you want to be successful and fulfilled in your career, it's going to have to have some intention behind it and being proactive and thinking about what are my skills? What are my strengths? Um, and I would say one of the other things it takes is reflection, right? You, you know, being able to reflect on what is it in this career that I enjoy, that gives me energy, that I'm good at, that's required for my job. You know, it is important that whatever you want to do, there's actually a job out there that will pay you for it, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we can't ignore uh, the adult realities out there. So I think the big difference is it, it, it almost starts with really, it sounds really simple, but it's much more difficult is this mindset shift is this shift of like, I'm not going to just have jobs and be reacting to what's around me. I'm going to be really proactive and I'm going to do these intentional things to figure out um, what is a good fit for me. And then I'm going to set out more in, intentions and, and, and goals, et cetera, um, to, to get there. Right. And 
ultimately what I find is that the people who are successful and fulfilling that are and fulfilled, that's what they have. That's different than somebody who's maybe successful. And then there are people who, yeah, they, they hate every single day of work that they've ever worked and they don't think there's another way of doing it. And they just kind of push through. I mean, there's all variations. It's just sort of, you know, which one would you like to be? Mm-hmm. Tell us your, your, your process. Like you start, you started out as an administrative assistant, obviously. But um, what really got you into this work outside of hating your job? Well, that certainly helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I got the job as an admin assistant, probably like a lot of people. I graduated and rent doesn't pay itself. So I had to get a job. And mm. um, I went in there being like, okay, this is not for me, but I can do anything for a, sh- you know, a short amount of time. I agree that all of us can do anything for a short amount of time. But when you truly hate your job, that is sometimes like, lighting the match under your ass to actually be like, okay, no, seriously, I have to figure this out. And so, um, I got a random assignment one day because somebody was sick and it was, so the way universities do recruitment is they try to recruit people from two year colleges or two year universities to transfer to a four year college. So that's kind of the quote unquote recruiting they're doing. So I, I took on this like random assignment, which is, I, I think also something to be said for about like showing up and being present in the moment. Um, and I really loved it. I was like, what is this career? This was like the most fun day I've had at this job that I've hated for two years. Um, and that was the beginning of me learning about recruiting from there. I started reaching out to recruiters, um, on LinkedIn to see if they would have an informational interview with me. I probably reached out to over 70 people on LinkedIn and they were recruiters that were like legal recruiters, agency recruiters, tech recruiters. I mean, all sorts of recruiters. Um, out of that 70, I think about 30 of them got back to me. So over a nine month period, I had 30 informational interviews and I was able to, and I think this is the difference between someone saying, I want to be a recruiter. And at the end of those 30 informational interviews, I was able to say, I want to be a university recruiter. I want to work for a tech startup and I want something that, um, is tech and some other industry. That's Mm -hmm. so much more clear. Like there's a lot more intention behind what I want, why I want it. And to be very honest, it's a lot easier to know where you're going when you have such clarity around what you want and why you want it. Mm -hmm. Um, So then it was a matter of, you know, getting, you know, waiting for the job to open and doing everything you can to actually apply and get the job. But I always tell people, you know, when I was up in that interview at Hulu, I was, I was up against people who had actual recruiting experience. Um, passion and and clarity around why you are a good fit for this role and being able to tell a really clear and concise story to the to the person on the other end of the table about Mm -hmm. why you're a fit for it will will beat out experience i think any day of the week awesome i love their story in terms of uh you know we've all been in jobs that we don't like right and i think that that's i i'm of the belief that that is par for the course like there like you said there are some people who you know life just works out for them and mm-hmm. they just end up in the right places at the right time and get all the the jobs that they want and everything just is coming up Jesus for them which is amazing <laughs> but the for what I feel like is more of a reality for most of us is that we have to work the jobs that we have until we can get the jobs that we want absolutely so um 
I was hoping that you could uh, speak to that because, you know, we have a lot of people who listen to our shows who are just graduating, you know, high school, college, graduate programs and really embarking upon the next steps of their professional trajectory. And, you know, especially given the times that we're in, like you said, you, you, you started your job search during a recession and we are staring down the barrel of some really hard economic, economic times mm-hmm. right now as well. So what advice would you give to a person who is looking for a job um, and maybe fielding offers or um, postings and they think that these jobs may not be ideal. They may be a little bit beneath them. They don't really know whether or not they should take it I mean, are up against, you know, the reality of their responsibilities, but not wanting to set themselves back in terms of crafting this career that they are working, working towards. So what would you what kind of advice would you give to a person in that spot? Yeah, I mean, if you had asked me this, you know, two and a half months ago, I would have said no, hold out for, you know, the job you want, get do some networking. Um, now today in a recession, I'm going to say, take the job that you can get because, um, those are realities. And I think for people who are graduating or people who even, I mean, I had this too, where, you know, I, my whole life, I kind of thought, well, you know, one plus one will equal two, right? Happiness and fulfillment and success. Right. It's this formula. Mm-hmm. If you go to school and you get good grades and you have the internships, you do the right thing. yeah, like we were all, I don't want to use you know, I'm using air quotes like sold. I mean, it wasn't like the world was trying to set us up for this huge, you know, disappointment, but, but (laughs) they they did. did. And, you know, unfortunately what I learned is that happiness and success is not that formula. And the sooner you kind of realize that, um, you don't get to kind of have as much maybe control over how life is going to work out like that, the, the, the better off you're going to be, meaning take the job that maybe you you, you weren't expecting to have to take, mm-hmm. um, you'll be better off because of it. I trust me on that. I also think that everybody should have at least one job that they've absolutely hated because that's what makes you appreciate a job that you absolutely. really love. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I'll tell you also like recruiters and employers sometimes feel that way too. They want the person who's had to work at the retail and restaurant mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. and whatnot, because that's real life is having to show up to stuff that you don't want to. I think for new grads today, I think there's a couple or like anybody who's approaching a job search, maybe for the first time where they thought it was going to be completely one way. And now it's going to be another it's, it's like, okay, look, we'll, we'll we're going to give you a pass. You can grieve, you can be upset, but you have to kind of let that go after a little bit of time. And now it's time to put on your big girl pants and, and be an adult about it. What do you have control over? What can you do to be proactive? Um, the other thing I'll say is like a lot of people will go to school for certain careers. And so the reality is, is that whether we were in a recession or not, maybe you went to school to be X, Y, Z profession. And then what's going to end up happening is you're going to graduate and it's not going to go the way, you, you know, mm-hmm this happens a lot with like lawyers or something like that. You know what I mean? Where they go to law school and then they start practicing law and they're like, I don't really like this. That's an example because like, that's a lot of school, (laughs) but like I went to school to be a teacher. You know what I mean? I went to school Mm -hmm. to be an elementary school teacher. I didn't want to do that. And then I was like, that's okay. I'll still graduate and I'll figure out what I want to do. So my point being is that like recession or no recession, I hate to tell everybody this, but the reality of you going to school for a certain career and life going exactly how you had planned probably wasn't going to happen. So the silver mm-hmm. lining here is that you are getting this reality check really quickly. Sooner. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, and I and I think like as it's worked out for me, like I've I've learned that even those jobs that I've hate have resulted in me, you know, gaining specific skills that are useful and and having certain experiences and awarenesses that prepare me for the next steps. So I really like the advice that you give around kind of being willing to be ad- adaptable to your mm-hmm. circumstances um, as they are and not really holding fast to one straight pathway. Yeah. And sometimes knowing what you don't like is just as helpful on the path to figuring out what you want to do as, you know, having it all work out right away. I think what I found that, so I, I was like, I was joke. I was the career center's poster child. You know, I did all the things they were supposed to do. And I will tell you is that, um, whatever you learned in your, your school's career center is probably not how people are actually getting hired and how we're, I mean, for goodness sakes, they don't even teach you how to work like you know, like Outlook or email, you know what I mean? Like there are things in school where like when you're working, I hate to tell you your whole life is going to be on email and Google docs and Dropbox. Mm -hmm. And you know, (laughs) it would be better for them to teach that. But for recruiters today, when you apply online, I'll just give you guys like a little hint about for the people who are thinking they're applying for jobs. When you apply for jobs, most companies have an applicant tracking system. That's an online system that you submit your job through they don't actually have to look at any resumes because what happened when the world came out with this amazing ability to apply for jobs online, you can literally apply to a thousand jobs per second mm-hmm. and it does nothing to you, but it overwhelms the shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like there's 3000 people who applied for this job and the job's been open for a day. Yeah. Right. That's, that's pretty overwhelming. So I'm not going to go through all of those resumes. I'm going to use the applicant tracking system. I'm going to put some keywords into it. I'm going to say, give me the resumes that come out with these keywords. That's the first thing. I'm not looking at all of them. Then the ones that do come my way, I'm spending maybe five, max 10 seconds. And I'm doing yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. The yes pile is really small. And that yes pile is also based on what I know my hiring manager wants. So if I have a hiring manager who's like, I only want to look at people who have this, this, and this, it's not that I won't give them somebody else that I think is a really good fit for the role, but look, recruiters, their boss is a hiring manager, right? So I guess I'm giving you guys this information because people think, oh, I applied to a hundred jobs today. I'm doing so good in life. It's like, well, no, because (laughs) your resume might not have been looked at. If it didn't have any of the keywords, it definitely didn't get looked at. Um, And that's the stuff that they're not teaching you again in school, which is like Mm -hmm. keywords are really important. How you tailor your resume for every single job you apply to, and you should be tailoring it for every single job is really important. so, you know, I think, I think there were just like, again, some big adult lessons missed there in the school thing, but, um, job searching is, is something that you, it is a skill that you can learn and you can figure it out. Obviously we talk a lot about this at Career Contessa, but I would say that's another thing for people today is like take age, the job that you can get today because it's a skill set to be able to apply for jobs and, and to see success with that. And it's always going to be a little bit easier to find a new job when you already have a job. True. That is always a fact. (laughs) Yeah, I know people don't like really like to say that. They want to make it sound like, oh, you can quit your job and figure it out later. You know, I can only tell you that like I've had friends who were entrepreneurs and then when they go and like nobody's hitting them up for jobs. And then when they go back in-house working somewhere, all of a sudden their LinkedIn is blowing up. It's, it's a, you know, it's a more attractive quality to see that somebody's working for another company, especially if you work for, you know, a big name company, because Mm -hmm people automatically perceive that it's like 
do you want to follow the influencer that has five followers or the one who has 500,000? You automatically yeah. perceive the 500,000 as having some legitimacy. It's kind of like that with like, if you already have a job. So yeah, people should take the job that they can get today. And then, but, but then it's like, how can you set yourself up and, and get a schedule to get yourself back to making those intentional moves yeah. with your career to get you where you want to go? So given what you've shared around, you know, how hiring managers and recruiters kind of uh, navigate or, or facilitate those searches mm-hmm. for, um, you know, people to hire. If I'm, if I'm an applicant, what can I do to make myself stand out amongst the sea of, of resumes that are going in the trash? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the virtual trash, which is right. even sadder. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a couple of things. So the first thing I always tell people to do is before you even start applying for jobs, let's start by understanding why you're applying for these companies or these jobs. So I'm actually, especially if you're not hundred percent sure what you want to do, I'm a big fan of telling people to forget the job title instead of focus on the company. Right. Companies are where the value system, the culture, the type of bosses that work there, like it all stems from an extension of the company, right? The company is where you're going to be commuting. And if you want to make a career transition or pivot later on, it's a lot easier to do that within your own company. So finding a comp, like focusing on a really good company and a company you believe in, et cetera, is sometimes much more manageable for people than it is thinking about a job title. I mean, do you know what a chief happiness officer, like some of these job titles are, are nuts too. So, <laughs> um, so what I would tell you to do is before you do anything first, use some time to self-reflect what do you, if you're working currently, for example, it's like, what do you like in your current job? What do you hate in your job? What, what gives you the most energy? What drains you? Um, what type of teams and, and departments do you like working with? Um, what type of teams and departments do you never want to talk to again? Um, do you want to work on a big team? Do you want to work on a small team, et cetera? You can think about all these things and really self-reflect. We actually have a, a free worksheet on Career Contessa. We have a ton of worksheets, but we have one on Career Contessa. If you click on downloads, it's called figure out your next career move. And I basically prompt you to think about all these questions. Um, so once you have kind of figured out, okay, you know, I, here's my skill set. here are the thing, my strengths, here's the, maybe what I, I kind of like using or what I want to pursue. And it's okay if you don't have this exactly figured out, like any rough idea is fine. Um, Mm -hmm. another thing you can do is go on what I call a listening tour. You can go and talk to, once you've kind of figured this out, you could take this information and you could go to maybe people you've worked with before, even like your professional friends who are in the same industry and basically say like, look, here are my strengths. Here's what I think I'm looking for my next role. Um, would you have 20 minutes to go, you know, to, to, let me know what you think I would be good at or some companies I should pursue. You're just there to listen. That's mm. kind of the key here. So you basically collect all this information. Now the next thing you want to do is you want to come up with what I call target companies. So these target companies are obviously the companies you're going to target for jobs. But what I tell people is like, is come up with a list of like 15 to 20 target companies. And there doesn't have to be like a paragraph reason why they're on the list. It could literally be like, oh, they're down the street for me and I would, it would be awesome right. not to have to commute. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be. We don't have this to be like, like deep, right? Don't have yeah, to be no, no, no. Philosophical. <laughs> I worked with this girl once and she, I was like, why does this company on the list? She was like, cause I like the name of it. I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> you know, like, right. like we will stretch, the rules are very flexible on this. So the point being is once you know what you, what, what you really, 
really need to have. And, and the way I would do your, what I call your career ideals are what are your must haves and your deal breakers and your nice to haves. Um, an example of this might be if you are a working parent, maybe there's a certain salary that is a must have. You can't go lower than that. The deal breaker would be if they went a dollar less than that. The nice to have would be if they went 10% above, right? That's an easy one, but you could also think of it again as like commute, flexibility, et cetera. Um, now you've made your list of 15 to 20, uh, target companies. Now you're going to compare those lists. So do the companies on your list, do they offer you what you need to have in your career? And you might have to like, you know, like update your list and change it. It's, it this is not an exact science. This is sort right. of like a starting place. The goal is that you're probably going to cross off a lot of those companies. And the reason mm -hmm. why you're going to cross them off is you're going to do a lot of company research. You're going to go on LinkedIn. You're going to go on their company page. Now, again, I haven't even talked about applying for a job yet. This right. is the difference. Most people hit apply and they don't even know what they're applying for. They have no idea what the company does. Um, I mean, we're all guilty of having like, you know, maybe an interview every once in a while where we're not, we didn't maybe, you know, study the company as well as yeah. we should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's a little nerve wracking to get on those calls. But like the point is you're, everything I'm describing is really intentional, right? So maybe the goal at the end of this is, I mean, it might be that you learn that the company um, doesn't offer any flexibility and that was like a must have for you, whatever. I'm just using that as an example. The mm. point being is you're going to cross off the companies that don't um, align with your career ideals. Maybe you're left with like three or four. Now you can be much more intentional with your job search and focusing on those companies and the roles that they have open. The reason why that's important is because you are going to have to tailor your resume, your cover letter, your LinkedIn, all your stuff for those companies. Now, if you have a hundred companies on the list, you're going to burn out and you're going to just take whatever job comes your way. But if you're really intentional about this and you are paying attention to those three or four companies, then you will have a better idea of what roles are exist in there. The other thing I would always recommend people do is once you know those three or four companies, you can start reaching out to people who work at that company to learn more, to have informational interviews. Cause I'll tell you the number one way that people get jobs at companies, the, the companies that we all want to work for networking, wow. they have a referral, uh, or someone who refers them or recommends them for a job. Um, I think I saw in a stat that 80% of jobs are found via networking. Wow. So the reason why I bring that up is because a lot of people apply for jobs online and they never go a step further. And that's not how most jobs are even found. So, you, you know, part of this is a little bit of like critical problem solving of like, this is where I want to go. How am I going to get there? And you're not going to get there doing the same thing that everyone else is doing and, mm. you know, kind of being right within the box. You kind of have to, um, again, like solve the problem. You know, you're, you're here, you want to get there. How are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I hate to tell you, but, and you guys know this, like life doesn't hand out, you know, mm -hmm. awards for being a victim. It doesn't hand out no. awards for uh, trying really hard, but never getting there. Right. Like life has no problem moving the finish line on you. Um, so you, you gotta have to you're really going to have to kind of hack this thing. So once you start applying for this job or you, you know, the companies start networking with people who work there, start, um, looking at the job descriptions and the way you can actually tailor your resume, your cover letter, et cetera, is those job descriptions are really the key to the keywords and the phrases and the things that are the most important to them. I always help people like, look, us recruiters, we spend a lot of time making job descriptions. We don't do that 
for our health. We right. do it because we're trying to target, we're trying to attract the people who we know would be a good fit for this role. Nice. Super helpful. Okay. So your top, so if you had to truncate your top three, just top three bullet points for what people need based off of everything you've said in order to uh, successfully get into the career that they'd like, or at least get a job your top three bullet points to do that, what would those be? I would say know what your career ideals are. So those must-haves, the deal breakers, the nice-to-haves. Mm. Um, come up with five target companies and start networking. Have informational interviews with people in those companies. So if you really want to work at Google, mm-hmm. everybody does, um, mm-hmm. start networking with people who work at Google. Um, and, and also when you are, you know, this is a whole nother episode, I guess, but like networking is its own art, right? Like you don't want to be networking with people and asking them for a job within the first 15 minutes of hearing them. So you've got to be, again, this is intentional. It's proactive. It's all part of a quote unquote career plan versus just a job. Is it like cold calls though? Cause I mean, when you say networking with people at Google, if I don't know anybody that works at Google right now, is it as simple as me? Like googling or or <laughs> finding people on instagram or linkedin um and and reaching out to them and saying i'm interested in learning more about what you do if you're not asking them for a job is is the key to building some sort of relationship or rapport with them to learn more about their experience you um, got it that's okay. exactly what you want to do link i would probably use linkedin um mm-hmm. i mean you're going to have a pretty high uh, no show or no response. Right. 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 Um, again, like I reached out to 70 people and only 30 of them got back to me. That means I had a less than 50% acceptance rate. Right. Most people never even responded, but there are 500 million plus people on LinkedIn. There's like over a hundred thousand employees that work at Google, just using that as an example. Mm -hmm. If five people tell you, no, find somebody else, you know, um, my hack to this is finding them on LinkedIn, but don't send them a LinkedIn message. LinkedIn, as you guys probably know, has gotten a little spammy with the messages and all that. So what I like is for you to add them as a connection on LinkedIn and give them enough information, especially if you don't know them, give them enough information on why you want to connect. Either once they accept your connection or or once you know you've at least sent that, if they accept you, you can get their email address right. because it's attached to their LinkedIn profile. If not, you can probably figure out how most companies do their uh, or set up their employees' um, email addresses as long as you have their name. Right. So if you find that person at Google, you send them a connection, they don't actually accept it, but you've sent it, so at least they, they, they have it there, um, but you know their first and last name, now you can send them an email exactly what you said, which is saying, Hey, I, you know, and if you can create some sort of commonality, which could even just be like, I'm really interested in pursuing digital advertising. Um, Google's a company that I know is the best of the best. I'd really, would you be willing to give me 20 minutes of your time to tell me what you do and how you got there? Mm -hmm. That's, that's it. You want to make it easy for them to say yes. So don't get it complicated. Don't say an hour of time. Don't offer a zoom call, make it so that saying no to you would almost be more work than just saying yes to you. Right. That's fair. That's good advice. So given, I mean, I hate that we have to do this, but every, but it's just kind of where we are in life. But like, you know, COVID-19 is the elephant in every room. <laughs> um, and we're all kind of navigating social distancing and different phases of quarantine, or we should be. <laughs> um, and <laughs> yes, at, so. least as, at least as far as I'm concerned. But, um, you know, there are, are quite a 
a large number of people who are unemployed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, un- unemployment is, you know, at record record rates, rates that hasn't been in, in very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and people navigating different forms of job loss and unemployment, you know, whether temporary or permanent. And um, really just looking for things that they can do to help themselves out of this situation. Um, my question is, are companies still hiring during COVID-19? And if so, if I'm looking for a job, what do I need to do to get their attention? Yeah, so the answer to your first question is a lot of companies are on what we call a hiring freeze. So mm-hmm. that means they are not hiring right now. Some of them have taken the roles down. Some of them are leaving the roles up and just collecting applications, but they're not actually hiring. So if you are looking for a job right now, what I would do is I would put in a little bit of extra work and I would um, go where there is demand. So there, the companies that are hiring right now and are open, guess what? They want everybody to know because they know that right now there are more people looking for a job than there are jobs available. That Mm -hmm. means they have the pick of the litter, right? Like there, mm-hmm. and this is especially something like areas like New York and, you know, Silicon Valley where talent is really competitive and it's really expensive. Guess what? The people who are hiring right now, they love this because they're like, Ooh, we're going to get to handpick anybody who might not have taken an interview with us before. Now they want us. Right. Right. Um, so it is a little bit of a, you know, power dynamic situation. But, um, so going back to the last point I just made, which is there are fewer jobs open right now than there are people applying. Um, you want to start by going where there is demand. So you're not wasting Mm -hmm. your time. Um, you also want to make sure that you are tailoring your resume, your cover letter and your LinkedIn for that job. So, um, let's say there's a job in customer experience, uh, at a tech company, you know, that's hiring and you want to apply for it, but you've never actually worked in customer experience. I bet you Mm -hmm. have a lot of transferable skills that maybe it's not called customer experience, but it's a skill set that works for, and it will be successful in customer experience. So I want you to read their jobs, um, job description really carefully. Um, and the other hack I have for this is go find five other job postings for that exact same job title. So if it's customer experience coordinator, go on Indeed or LinkedIn and type in customer experience coordinator and print out five, five job postings. Ideally, if you can find them from like similar industry or, you know, if they're all tech or all finance or whatever. And then what I like to do is take a highlighter and go through all five of these and circle or highlight the phrases or words that are used over and over and over again. You will see these key words and phrases. That is where, that is what we're looking for, right? So it might be, you might see, you know, communicates well with others or I don't know, you might be able to, like, you'll, you'll just see certain phrases used all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I applied to be a recruiting coordinator, I know, I remember they talked a lot about candidate experience. Well, I was an admin assistant, so I didn't have actual candidate experience, right? But I, I had experience um, with students. So I talked about like the student experience. I talked about, um, I, I, I literally just took certain words and rephrased them And that's what we mean by transferable skills. So first thing you need to do is go where the demand is. Second thing you need to do is tailor your resume, your LinkedIn, your cover letter with, and and for that specific job and company and use the keywords and phrases. Um, This would be the next thing that I'm going to tell you to do that everyone always kind of argues with, which is please don't give me more than a one page resume. Um, If Mm -hmm. we're going quickly through them 
and your resume is two pages, I might not ever look at the second page to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing is that I want you to be clear and concise. And if you can't be clear and concise on your one page resume, then um, you know, I'm not saying that you need to erase your experience, but that's what your LinkedIn profiles for. Your resume is a snapshot of what you did that's relevant to me who's hiring for this job. Your LinkedIn profile can tell your whole experience and your whole professional story. Um, so once you've done that, the next thing you want to do is you, you are going to apply online. If they tell you you need to apply online, do it. Mm. And then find a real person to send your resume to. Mm you know, if you can find, if sometimes it will tell you to in the job description, like this role will report to, you know, the head of accounts or whatever. Mm -hmm. See if you can find the head of accounts, figure out how the company does their email addresses and see if you can email that person. And when you email that person, recognize that this is your first and only impression that you get to make on them. So don't send your email with spelling errors and grammatical mistakes. Um, don't forget to attach your resume. Let them know, you know, I recently applied online, but I wanted to send my resume directly to you because I'm really interested in this role for these reasons, you know, like mm -hmm. make sure that you are being thoughtful about that, re that email and sending your resume directly to them. They might never get back to you, but they might actually open it or they might forward it to the recruiter or you never know what's going to happen. So you, even if you don't hear back from them, don't be discouraged because that doesn't mean they didn't get forwarded on somewhere. That's dope. Those are some really useful tools. Absolutely. Um, we don't want to take up as, uh, all the rest of your uh, Monday night, but we <laughs> want to just thank you for um, spending time with us and our audiences and helping us figure out uh, how to make the most of our careers. I know for myself, um, I spent a lot of time in school and I'm working a job that I really love. But now that I'm in that job and I do really love it, there are things that I'm learning about it that I, uh, I, I don't that are that are less amazing. Right. So it's, it's about um, thinking about moving forward and what's next for me in terms of uh, you know, what can I do now to kind of prepare for those next steps? And what you've shared has been really helpful. And I, before we close out, I want to give you some time to talk about your book, Power Moves, mm. because, um, you know, what I've read of it and um, the resources that are available on your website right now tells me that it talks a lot about pivoting and um, this proactivity that you talk about in terms of crafting your career and designing it for for how you want. So I'm really excited to, I've already placed my pre-order and I'm really excited for, for it to hit the streets uh, because, you know, I, I know my career, to me, it doesn't, doesn't fit into one hole, right? You mm -hmm. know, like I'm an academic, um, but, you know, there are, there are other aspects of my life and my work um, that don't necessarily lend itself to that, to, to the kind of stereotypical academic role, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not in a classroom. I don't teach. I'm an educator, but I work with faculty and not students. Um, so I, I work um, and and I do research, but, you know, my research, I want my research to have implications beyond just kind of like academic publication. I want it to be tangible. I want to have mm -hmm. conversations with people. I want what I'm learning to be like useful, practical, applied tools. So I want to do things on different stages. I don't want to just write papers and write books. I do want to write papers and books, but I also want to have podcasts. I want to host events. I want to have conferences and meetings and websites and resources. But I know that all of that in my head exists as this big, huge thing and thinking about drilling that down into kind of one or two concise sentences that, that represent who I am and what I want my career to be has really been my challenge here lately. So I'm excited about reading about power moves and how to start making them. So tell our listeners about your book and about uh, why they should pick it up. 
Yeah. So my book is called Power Moves, How Women Can Pivot, Reboot, and Build a Career of Purpose. And I find what you're saying to be really interesting because ultimately success is not a moment, right? It's a, it's a consistent work in progress. It's a journey. It's um, something you're going to work on every single day. And what I have found is, and what I talk a lot about in Power Moves and teach people is really how do, how do you embrace the, the, you know, progress over perfection, embracing and, and finding joy in career development, right? So instead of being stuck on like, here's all the places I want to go or why am I not here faster? It's like, how can you find joy in where you've come up to this point? And by focusing more on what you do have control over, which is the present moment, what you're doing today. Um, and what you do today is the only thing that can, you know, affect the future sort of thing. So power moves is, um, it's a really, I, I, what I found is after seven years running Career Contessa and talking to so many women and, and having my own career journeys, I put it all into a book. And the book really teaches you um, and gives you practical tools, relevant tools. You know, I'm not somebody who's speaking from, I went to an Ivy League school and I'm some rich kid who never had to work, right? Like it's very relevant to like, there's going to be times where you have to deal with the expectation hangover. How are you going to manage that? How are you going to build relationships that can actually help you get get further along in your career. Cause you're not going to, there's no such thing as self-made, right? Like you are going to do it with other people. Um, in your career, how are you going to advocate for yourself? How are you going to become your own career coach? Um, money, money is definitely, as you guys know, very intertwined into the career world. So power moves comes out on May 19th. Um, but really, uh, and, and it's this foundational toolkit to, to pivoting, re booting your career. And I will say if you order the book, pre-order the book between now and May 19th, we're actually offering a ton of pre-order perks yep. also that are free because obviously coronavirus, digital, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'll just kind of give you guys a quick idea. So the, the, those companion resources are valued at more than $300 and you get them for free with your pre-order. Mm -hmm. They include worksheets. So you get early access to the audio file for the intro and chapter one. You get a book discussion guide. We created something called the Power Moves Playbook, which is this 30-day interactive kind of work journal. And you get a 50% off coupon code that you can use on any single one career contessa online course. So you get all of that for free when you pre-order the book, that's already going to help you for your career. So just go to powermovesbook.com um, to learn more about it and, and see if this is the right book for you. Awesome. We will definitely put a link in the description box so you all can check it out if, if you're looking to make new career moves. For sure, for sure, for sure. Thank you so much, Lauren, for your time and for sharing with us and our audience. And uh, we've had an awesome time. We hope that you have had uh, a good time, too. <laughs> for sure. Thanks All right. For, we'll talk uh, to you soon. Back. All right. Let's get to these um, black women self-cares. I deserve All right. So I know we skipped out on black women self-care last week. Um, so we're bringing it bike. We had to unfortunately skip out on the honesty box because of our extensive graduation announcements that we are happy to read. Happy to read. Happy. Don't to read. worry. We'll get to maybe after the graduation announcements or even we'll one of the kitchen tables, box. we'll do a big right. honesty box. Mm -hmm. So my black woman self care um, is very simple this week, but it's about hair wash day. Yes. You know, it's just something even while I know, you know, it's. We get it. We talk about it all the time. We're all dealing with the same thing. We in the crib. I know some places are open, but here we're still in the crib. There where Kia huh? is, still in the crib. 
ain't leaving. Not, nope, only to go to the supermarket. And even then, I don't trust y'all niggas. But mm-hmm. um, hair wash day, I just realized I was having a real funky day and I was feeling bleh. And I said, let me go take a shower because the shower always renews and refreshes, right? I love a shower. I love to change the sheets. But I said, let me wash and condition my hair and comb it out and twist it down just so that, you know, it's not all matted and all over the place. And it just gave me an entirely new spirit. It just really did. And I forgot about the magic that comes along with hair washing day. I understand that it's tedious, but I forgot about the magic that comes along with it as well. So that you was my, kind of that was it. Reactivate your superpowers. Does, so it just shampoo. does something to you. It does. It does. It does. It does. I agree. Um, similarly, one of the things that I uh, did this week that brought me some joy was I went onto the target, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause y'all know that target and I are in a long-term relationship, yes. but I got a chance to spend some time with Bay. Um, but while I was there, one of the things that I picked up was a new notebook. I love journals and yes. notebooks and things. Um, and one, the, the one that I had been using, I had really getting close to finishing it out. Right. Like, and sometimes, you know, I write, you know, writing is a part of my process. You know, it's how I think things out and think things through. It kind of keeps mm-hmm. me focused through my reflecting process when I'm thinking about what I have to do, what I need to do. It just like the act of writing helps me to kind of stay focused um, when I do that. Um, and b- when I write in my books, I love my books. I carry them with me. They're my little notes. But when they get filled and cluttered and almost empty, it almost stresses me out. So having a new book and being able to start on a fresh page um, is something that is like a reset. Ugh. So I got myself a new book. And on Friday, um, before I, you know, after I finished out the work week, I sat with my new book, my fresh page, and I kind of wrote out what I wanted the weekend to be. And not necessarily a to-do list, but I really just kind of sat and thought, like, what what kind of weekend would really rejuvenate me and set me up for the week that was coming? And I spent some time thinking about what that would look like um, and just kind of writing that out and, and, you know, making, you know, listing some things, little things I wanted to get done, nothing major, but just kind of having that space and time to sit with myself and my thoughts was one of the ways that really just kind of uh, got me together this week, uh, this weekend. So um, that's my black women self care. I got me a new, a new notebook and spent some time writing in it. I love a new notebook. Something about those fresh pages and it's all crispy and clean pages. I love it. It was just like, Oh, I love love an old one, but I love a new one. Mm. Absolutely. It's like a reset. It's like, Oh yeah, we started May with a new notebook. And look, now (laughs) you've been out here working. You got to go buy yourself a new notebook. I'd be holding on to them things for years. I, I tend to, you know, get them up out of here. I think they last maybe like three months or so, depending upon the size of it. But yeah, this one, this one was, um, this one wasn't like a a full eight and a half by eleven. It was more kind of like a, a five by seven kind of size. Still a notebook. Team um, writing fast. <laughs> Let's move on to these petty peeves, though. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister, because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. So my petty peeve this week, you know, we haven't been outside much, and a lot of my petty peeves come from interactions with other human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had to stop by the store today on the way to film the cocktail just to grab um, one last thing. 
And so I'm in there trying to get out as fast as I can. I have noticed these damn masks. I can't breathe with these damn masks. The anxiety starts rising. I get outside. I'm hot all of a sudden. Shit is irritating. Then you go in the store and you be feeling it even more because you're like, you just feel the germs are crawling all through the air. So I'm standing on the line and um, they have markers for where you should stand. And so everybody's standing at their markers, but there is a an older lady who refuses, not old enough where she does not understand what's going on because she's in there by herself. So she's standing off in the middle of the damn aisle, and the man is trying to sweep and pick up baskets and things like that. And he's like, "Excuse me, miss." He's like, "If you stand by, oh, stand over. If you can stand over there, please. That's where the line starts, and it'll clear up this space for me so I can do my job." Well, homegirl refused she was like she's like no i'm not going to move i'm standing right here and he's like move move please miss i am trying to sweep and pick up baskets and you are dead in the middle of this shit can you please move back so then the lady who's standing right in front of me is like look i moved back so you can move back and (laughs) and she still won't move back to the point where there is a chorus of the entire line of people behind me and everybody's like just move the damn, move out of the damn way. Move out of the, you're in the way. And she, so the man behind me goes, I bet she go to church every day acting like that. And I, I died. I, was, I died. And I, she, the lady finally moved back because she literally, she had a chorus, a chorus of about 12 people who told her she was holding up everything in life. And I was kept mm. quiet because you know how I am, but I, I, I shut up. I was like, we living in the days of Rona. We're doing this and that. It's too much going on. I'm not getting ready to get involved in this. But then the lady turns out, she goes, everybody shut up. And that's when I, I, was, I was over it. I said, miss, just because you old doesn't give you right, the right to act like an asshole. I was like, the man is trying to do his job and we already living in perilous times and you won't move back a couple of feet. You want to be so damn stubborn that you don't want to move back. And this man already has to deal with y'all all all damn day. Move your ass back. (laughs) And she she moved back. She moved back. She moved her ass back. I was like, girl, just uh, just because you're older and does not give you the right to act like that. And so my petty peeve this week... It's really for assholes in general. Like we keep talking about our essential workers and you know how they're out here doing the work, but especially now it's it's for older people who think that just because they have that age on them, it gives them the right to be ornery and nasty. And that is not the case. You know, we have all been raised to respect our elders. We've all been raised to 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 give you all extra grace for a lot of stuff. But when you are going out of your way to be a bitch, that is where my bound like that's it. I have no more boundaries for you. And that's where my respect goes out the window. Stop doing that. You are old enough to know that you are supposed to treat humans like human beings. I'm sure you've seen things in your lifetime and experienced things in your lifetime that should even furthermore show you how you need to treat people because I'm sure everybody hasn't treated you right. Move your ass back in the damn line. So <laughs> that's my petty peeve this week. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what are we going to do with these? Um... I don't know. Biddies. Oh, my God. <laughs> those are biddies. Not, not all of them are bitties, but those are biddies. That's what I'm going to call them. It's, it's challenging, right? It is. Um, what you got? So my petty peeve uh, is for... Um, 
I would like to say this, and this is probably going to be very, very small of me, and that's okay. Um, but um, I, I would like to speak to the individuals who are hoarding the novelties mm. at the at the grocery store. Mm. Like, I understand that there are homes that have, and when by novelties I mean ice cream. So I understand that there are homes that have children. You know, mm-hmm. and there are parents who are looking to have snacks and sweet treats for your young ones. Um, but I, I would just admonish you all to acknowledge the fact that there are just those of us who don't have kids but want to have ice cream too. So I was, I was, and I know that um, there, you know, a lot of stores are setting restrictions on the kinds of things on the on the number mm-hmm. of things that you can buy. So right now there haven't been any restrictions on ice cream or popsicles or any of the sweet things that I tend to enjoy. <laughs> and as such, I find myself fighting with parents over over popsicles and ice cream, um, and not because they have one box of popsicles but because they have nine. Oh, what the hell what kind of freezers do of you all have i don't this is what i'm saying so i mean there was a lady and i mean we're not talking about like regular regular ice cream popsicles that you get from the ice cream man i'm talking about like the the whole foods like like the fruit joints, yeah. like the sweet fruit, like, you know, the fruit joints. And I'm looking at the lady and I like the lemonade one. Mm-hmm. So there's literally like a row of them. There's a row of them, maybe like, maybe like eight or nine boxes. And I saw her and she saw that I was standing behind her and she literally like took her both her hands and grabbed all eight boxes and put them in her car. And I'm just standing there looking at her like. Better than me. I would have said, I hope all your kids teeth fall out. Every last I'm just like, I'm like, each box contains six popsicles. What on earth would you need with 48 popsicles at this time? It's clear she don't feed her kids food. It's clear. I was just like, sis, what? Like, help me understand why you feel like you need every single black ass one of these popsicles right now. Like you're not the only it. one whose kids like lemonade popsicles. What do you What do you need that many for? They need that. She should have gotten up there, and I hope they told her she couldn't take all them boxes of popsicles. Because I was livid. Because I'm like, you saw me. You knew that this is what I wanted. Because if if I wasn't waiting on you, I would have just grabbed the other flavor. But I'm waiting on you. And you took all of them and put them in your car and just kind of pushed past me like I wasn't standing there. I hate people so much. Like, sis, I hate them even whatever. more now today than I did before this shit. I hate people. <laughs> I'm like you. If you got, if you got enough people that will eat up 48 popsicles, you're not, you're social, not social distancing. distancing sis. You are part of the problem. Mm. But did you get any popsicles? I didn't get any. I was frustrated. I needed to walk out of that aisle because I really had visions of myself taking my car and ramming her in her spine. I was like, I saw myself running down the aisle and ramming my car into her back and breaking her vertebrae. That's what the, I thought. You got to get the back of them hills. That's what I saw in my spine, in my mind. So I was like, let me just get my things and go because. But yeah, I mean, popsicles, ice cream, those things are like, it's hard to keep them on the shelf because I really wanted some cookies and cream. But I was like, they don't have that. So let me run down here and get one of these popsicles so that in the midnight hour, when I need me a little sweet treat, I can just go into the refrigerator and get what I need. Nah, 
No. I don't want to eat. I, and my my supermarket actually has the ice creams. No, my supermarket does not, honey. It has been a struggle trying to get trying to get them. The people in your area trying to shut them kids up, but that doesn't give you the right at all to take nine different. boxes of popsicles. I'm doing my best over here. Like I'm by myself. Girl, if anything, get three. And tell your kids like, to swallow their fruity spit when they're done. I mean, and you'll be back next week, I'm sure, to get another couple of boxes. Why you need all nine right now is what I'm saying. Ugh, I'm disgusted. Irritating. Well, that is another episode of Gay Growth. <laughs> Thank you uh, to everybody for continuing to send in your graduation announcements. Please continue to send them in. We got two more weeks of graduation announcements left. And, you know, we, we want to get every last one of you all celebrated. And Kia and I are still working on trying to do something for our graduates. So we'll have not forgotten. No, it's so, not. Yes. so we will be. Please continue to check back with us. Hopefully we'll be able to get that um, going in the next couple of weeks. So, yes, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. Um, we will be back next week. Thank you all for continuing to tune in. We're trying to keep, keep up with this content and keep it current and happening. Um, but yeah, we love y'all. Continue to take care of yourselves and each other. And what else is? Uh, mind your business. That's okay, right. your business does not include nine boxes of popsicles. That's also <laughs> everybody else's business. Absolutely. Drink your water because I know all of us are out here with the driest of skin and hands and things right now. So we want to make sure that we're drinking our water and keeping our insides hydrated. And then you want to work on the externals. Lotion them knuckles and them heels in that ugly spirit. Why, sis? Because your black will crack if it's dry and nobody wants that. Bye. Good night. Good morning. Good <laughs> afternoon. Whenever you listen to this. Okay, bye. Ben and Jerry's three new non-dairy frozen desserts are a new twist on the vegan euphoria. The Ben and Jerry's flavor gurus have taken a big leap this time. Their three new non-dairy flavors are made with sunflower butter. And they're the perfect sweet treats for vegans, vegetarians, and everyone in between like us. Check out the Ben and Jerry sunflower butter lineup and the whole non-dairy family at BenJerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y dot com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.